Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Before we start, a quick message from our sponsor. Uh, You. It should be you anyway, uh, because the way that the Sunranto show stays on the air is because of you our Patreon subscribers, which, because you're listening to this feed of the Sun Ranto Show, which is not early, it's not ad-free, um, is not you. And I wish it was you. So please go to patreon.com slash sunranto, and for as little as a dollar, you can have ad-free and early access to our Patreon RSS feed, which you can paste and copy in any podcatcher and download the show and listen to it at your leisure without advertising. Uh, you get access to our show notes with a lot of great info about the pitching matchups and what's going on with the Cubs opponent in that series. Uh, plus, you get access to the Sunranto Super Ranchers page where we sometimes have post-show and uh, post-game discussions. Um, at the $5 level, you get all of my Cubs music and the Bleacher Bum Band's Cubs music and HQ downloads sent right to your RSS feed. For 10 bucks. you get the Ranter calendar, and your name gets shown at the end of every show as a Super Ranter. Um, now, if that wasn't great enough, 10% a month of all of our Patreon donations goes straight to the Lost Boys program, where we help kids in Chicago play baseball, which is what this is all about. Uh, final plea, if you would give each one of us a dollar um you know like if we were just like out in front of jewel you know like maybe one time throughout the year well that's a three dollar pledge if you would buy us a beer at wrigley field that's a three dollar pledge um all the money goes right back into the show uh, for the stream yard that we stream live on uh for our events for hosting our website and the podcast for advertising uh, tickets and batteries and beer and mics and headphones all of it Um, The link to subscribe is in the podcast notes of this episode. So please, please subscribe. Become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash sunranto, and you'll never hear a message like this again. Please join us, patreon.com slash sunranto. Here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. Hey now, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show, brought to you by our 101 Patreon subscribers. Uh, Yeah, it's our 101st episode, and we got to 101 subscribers. 
Are you kidding me? We've we've done like 800, 900. I, I don't know. We lost count somewhere in the 600 range. And that was a couple of years ago. I didn't, never kept count. But hi, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. My name's Danny Rocket. And of course, we have... Old times, they are not forgotten. Not forgetting his old times. Not, yeah. All I can remember is old times. Yeah. Because the new times, I keep drinking away. And uh, I'm going to introduce the uh, the next character from our, our podcast, Crawley, by uh, showing him doing the conga. I'm in a conga line with Crawley. If that tells you how the Club 400 party is going. So that's, that is at the beginning. That I don't guys know how to conga. I didn't, first off, who doesn't know how to conga? You can line and walk around. I didn't do it, but you guys... You look more like you were just walking in a line. We were. We didn't want to touch each other. It's COVID time. You know what I mean? You can't be touching each other these days. So, but Crawley told me that, I mean, that's only about hour four of your party. Because you went from about 4.30 p.m. till 4.30 p.m. the next day, just straight. Broke night completely. Didn't go to bed till 9. And it really, and four hours in, you're doing a conga. So you got to know that that was the train that got you rolling. Yeah, you know, another thing, too, about this whole thing is that that was really the, f- the first return of Club 400 since COVID hit. So there was a lot of pent-up energy, and yes, I, I made it the whole night through. I got in at about 5, 5.30 in the morning, so it was uh, definitely here, and, and Eddie Cologne is, is listening right now. He's in the chat. Um, let's talk a little bit about Eddie and his awesome family, his wife, Brandy, his two kids, Aramis and Riker. We had an absolute blast. Um, this is uh, Riker and Brandy and Aramis right here and some other great members from Club 400. There's Daryl, Patty, Michelle, and me. And uh, if you've never been, this was a, a backyard event. And you can see here, this was some of the stuff off of Silent Auction, custom-made bats, Sean Dunstan jersey, all sorts of great wait, stuff wait, over I there. I was going to ask, is that a Sean Dunstan jersey, the number 12? Yeah, yeah. I I didn't never saw the back of it. All I saw the front. I was like, "Is that a Baker jersey? Is it a Dusty Baker jersey? Is a Soriano wore twelve? I believe, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, Sorry, I had no idea. So did How much? Schwab. Yeah. And and they raised a ton of money. Uh, uh, so the- just on ticket sales and other things, that we raised thirty thousand dollars, and that doesn't include any of the live auction stuff. And some of it was awesome and went for. Awesome amounts of money. It, it was great. Uh, this is a picture of our host. Joe, Joe, the MC of the night. Yeah, Joe Kilgallen, I thought, did such an awesome job. He had, you know, he had a way of telling blue jokes in front of kids that he got away with. Like, he's oh, yeah. like, yeah, like he, he would say something totally off, you know, just off putting and people kind of groan. He was like, he was like, hey, it's not my fault. Riker told me to say that, you know, and, <laughs> you know, Riker's like the guest on it. So it was, he did such an awesome job. And I know he knows, knows Dempster from before they had worked together in the past, but their rapport together. And I, I just thought Joe, and I, I texted him afterwards. I'm like, dude, you were just great. He kept that party rolling. He introduced everybody so wonderfully. And he had the crowd it really He's out of his hand. Eating out of his hand, he really did, and it and he just did such an awesome job. It was a wonderful night, man. I one of the best nights I've had. Johnny B, the organist. Johnny, Johnny Benedict was there, and he played a little organ as everybody was getting their pictures taken with Demp. And that Captain Cubbo. Oh yeah, dude, I I got my picture with Captain Cubbo too. I got to put that up as well. Um, yeah, 
Now, from the that? 1980 team, the 1984, Tim Stoddard, big yeah. Tim Stoddard. Dude, that man is gigantic. I mean, he you're, really not a, is. you're not a huge dude, Crawley, but you're not. But next to this guy. Like, yeah, you're not three feet tall. Yeah, you look, <laughs> you look three feet tall. <laughs> and as usual, Stu just is, is the life of the party, man. I mean, they're, 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 you know, Stu just does his thing, and if there's just a magic. This is one that not a lot of people are going to catch. Let's see if any of you guys know this guy. Yeah, I, I saw what you put his name as, but that's Jeff Vukovic. <laughs> dude, I, oh, I, Jesus. I, dude, I kept, <laughs> I kept seeing that guy walking around the party, and I was like, is that guy an usher at Wrigley? Like, I know I've seen him somewhere before. I'm like, he must be a red shirt or something that's friends with Stu, you know, one of the security guys or whatnot. But it's fucking Jeff Vuk. Nationwide, baby, nationwide. Well, you know who else? There was a couple of celebrities there. Did you catch this guy? Duck Dynasty. Duck oh. Dynasty was there. It is was, that the actual Duck Dynasty dude, or is no. that just a dude with? No, a that's beard? Uh, that's uh, Riker's grand and uh, Aramis's grandpa. He's awesome. Yeah, He's hilarious. I know the dude is hilarious, but everybody kept coming up to me and being like, "Hey, do you know if that's the guy from Duck Dynasty?" And I, was like, <laughs> I don't know. Go ask him. I mean, he totally looks like it. that's that's why I had to ask. I was like, so "Is that just this, the guy, or is this it really part him? was a truly enjoyable part of the night here?" This is. Uh, Danny and myself on stage. Danny came up with a song that, as usual, killed it, slayed it. Dude, we uh, did so great. We did. We sang a parody of "Play That Funky Music, White Boy," uh, called retitled "Thanks for Plunking a Rod Dempster." Thanks for plunking a Rod Dempster. Thanks for plunking a Rod Ryan. And then, and Dempster fucking loved it. He's nobody expected. It. We had the whole crowd singing. We were going back and forth. Thanks for plunking a Rod. Then the crowd made, Thanks, Thanks for, for plunking a Rod. Thanks for plunking a Rod. Then we didn't know the chorus. Kill Gallon was singing. I passed out uh, song sheets. To the people in the audience, we did surround sound all around Dempster. It was freaking awesome. Maracas, baby. Maracas. Yeah, yeah, Carly's up there with maracas. Dude, we killed it. It was great. And then they had... Go ahead. No, I said, and then uh, we weren't the only musical act. The Modern Day Romeos were playing, and the the Jersey Girls, Those there were three girls that sang three-part harmony, and I thought they did fabulous. What What I was surprised about, is that none of them are from New Jersey? They're all from Eastern. <laughs> they're all from Eastern Europe. And I was like, "So, what's the Jersey Girls thing about?" And they're like, "Well, we used to sing a lot of um, Four Seasons songs." Oh, so we right. Were like, yeah, and then I was like, "But you didn't sing any Four Seasons songs tonight." Like, but they kept the party upbeat, man. They kept it rolling, man. And, and they were the ones that got the conga. Everyone do that conga. Oh, it's great. And then this is our friend Matt Cammer was signing these. These were printed out. And you could have gotten it autographed by Ryan Dempster. It's 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 from Matt's famous uh, Map of Chicago series, and so that was cool. Which I am part of. If you look yeah, over, Danny, if my you look over the shoulder, there, yeah. yeah, there I am on my on my own gangland Chicago map. And then uh, it was bought by our good friend Johnny Evans. Yeah, so he bought the original. I was like, you know, when you first put that picture up, I'm like, who's that stupid idiot making that dub? Oh, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't recognize myself for a moment. And then uh, one of the big auction items of the night was this poker table, which was absolutely awesome. That went for like four grand, right? Yeah, different colors, insane. And, of course, Demp was nice enough to autograph it. You know, Dempster is such a great guy, like so funny. 
and, and, and just, I went, like I said, you just had to be there, but it was, you know, I, I know sometimes, you know, people want to like insult them for this or so, you know what, the guy goes out there and he did this and all the proceeds went to Riker and his family. Okay. He came out, he was hilarious. His stories were good. Everything was, he was just such a good guy to have out there. $30,000, uh, initial check going to the Cologne family, uh, it was, you know, and, and we got to hang out. Like I said, um, everyone got to hang out with uh, Riker and Aramis got a PlayStation 5. Uh, I mean, it was just such a cool thing for Eddie and his family. We had an absolute blast. Um, how good of a party was it? Well, you know, it's a good party when it ends like this. <laughs> I mean, come on, Crawley. I've got you lots say of it's a great college. party when it ends like that, but like literally Tuesday probably ended like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's not. I, I don't think you, I don't think that's how you judge a party. But oh, it was so. It, we had so much fun. It was it was unbelievable, and it couldn't have happened to a nicer nicer family. And everybody was just so glad to see each other. And and uh, Daniel Gary, we met him. Uh, Danny, uh, there's a lot of people here that were there that night, and uh, it was a. Uh, Absolutely hilarious. Uh, Daryl, who was at the party, uh, said, are we replaying the Dempster song? Uh, that's not recorded just yet. Uh, Beverly Bob, it's talking about Club 400, about Joe and the Jersey Girls, and Ray Burris was there as well. I got a professional photo with Ray. I didn't get one with my camera, but he's absolutely great. Yeah. And you, uh, got a little, you got a little present at the party, too. Uh, I did. They brought you up. I got a picture of you here. These are beautiful, Crawley. They yeah. gave Crawley, like, his Crawley's Clubhouse logo, which is that blue bear uh, with his hand outstretched. And they gave you the, a couple of those to put up in your soon-to-be-completed Cubs cave that you're is that, building. Is that like a fathead crawling? That no, that's that made out of like wood and a laminate. It's unbelievable. Yeah, oh, it okay. is so beautiful. Crawley would when they gave him to him, you know, he got teary eyed and he was looking at him like I could imagine you looked at your first your first board. <laughs> like, you know, oh I can't believe it's so beautiful. You know? I, I was I think I was a little more careful with this thing. Um <laughs> No, it was, you know, I, I like I like doing things for other people. Sometimes I get a little bit embarrassed when it kind of gets turned on me. And so I wasn't expecting do. it. I wasn't expecting it at all. So, I mean, it was just uh, – Stu has a way of just doing things sometimes. It just, like, kind of gets you right in the heart. You know what I mean? He just kind of uh, – I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like you're lucky if you have a friend like Stu in your life. You, you know, look Danny's this, guitar. Look at this breed love guitar I'm holding up. I mean, it's, it's just Stu- – Stu and Club 400 gave me this shit because I cracked mine at a tailgate. <laughs> just a just a dude that if everybody if the if the world had more stews, the, the world would be a lot better place. That's all I'm saying. We'd certainly be drunker because oh, yeah. he's he's always getting everybody shit faced. This, this would be the drunkest society of all time if there were more stews. He's like, come on down to my basement. We're getting wasted. Let's do shots. I, I was texting with Joe Kilgallen the next day. And I said, hey, I, you know, great job. I want to tell him what, what, that I thought he did such an awesome job. And um, I was, of course, fishing for him to tell me the same of, you know, it's why I do things like that, no, kid. But uh, no, but I, he goes, I go, well, how did it end up? I'm like, I saw, I'm sorry, Irish, goodbye, because I just looked left and didn't say goodbye because it takes too long to get out of there if you say goodbye to everybody. He's like, no, that's cool. He's like, I had fun. He's like, but I don't think I should do shots anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, exactly. That's why I left, guys. You know, like, I know what's going to happen in there if I stay any longer. So I got to go before I'm asleep in a chair. 
Yeah, that was uh, so. Uh, the night ended like kept going, and then we Joe and I were playing Red Black High Low. If you ever played that old drinking game, and it was it, it got a little bit sloppy towards the end, but we all it was all in good fun. Hey, a quick message from our sponsor, the Spotify Green Room app. What are you doing at 8 p.m. on Thursday? Well, here's what you should be doing. You should be listening and participating with the Sunranto Show's weekly room on Thursdays at 8 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. It's free to download and, and use. You can talk to me and other fans and athletes and insiders in real time. It's free. It's an audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to big news, rumors, and, well, the games themselves. Talk to other sports fans, insiders, and athletes and executives just like me. (laughs) And uh, join in on conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on our podcast. Yes, that's right. We will be releasing our Spotify show on the podcast. So you can participate in any discussion we are having on there. We're going Thursdays at 8 p.m. And it's a place where the Sun Ranto Show can talk about some extracurriculars around baseball, around the Cubs, around Chicago, around how we're feeling. And you can join in the conversation. It's awesome. And it's free on the iOS App Store. So download the Spotify Green Room app for free. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the baseball group. Follow Sunranto Show, and then you'll be notified when the room goes live. But I'll tell you, it'll be Thursdays at 8. So join us, Spotify Green Room app. We thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. Back to the show. Do you know who else did a, a really great job is uh, Stuart's, Stuart's got a new assistant, Nicole. Yeah. And I and she had that party running really well. Like we played a couple of games as a group together, which I want to play that heads and tails game. I won't go in to explain it, but it's really fun. It's like a game of chance. And one of the Jersey girls won a Chris Bryant jersey by playing nice. the game. And we all like it's ten we took a ten dollar chance and we played the game together. We're all wearing these flashing diamond rigs. It was super fun. And I, I guess I I don't want to lay it on too thick, but Everybody, if you can get out to one of these, sometimes he's got big events. He's got small events. Some of them can be as cheap as 75 bucks to go. You know, if like, it's just going to be like, you know, a more like minor Cubs player, like, you know, if it's like Bob Dernier, it's going to be like, you know, a hundred bucks, right. You know, or 75 bucks, but as everything goes to a good cause and it's worth it just to come in and get drunk in the basement. You know what I mean? It's charity. It's tons of food. All you could drink. Uh, autographs, professional pictures, like you will not get a better deal anywhere. I've gone to, I got an autograph show coming up in November. I'm going to one in Indiana in October and like Stu's whole thing just kind of ruined it for me because it was like, like everything sucks compared to Stu's. I'm like, I'm paying $50 and you're not giving me a fucking beer. Jesus Christ. It sucks. (laughs) There's no conga line in this fucking place. Yeah, exactly. You're only conga lining with uh, Tim Stoddard at Stu's backyard, which is why what happens at Club 400 stays at Club 400. And I know, and, and listen, we would like to share a lot of the stuff that Dempster said that night, but it's incriminating to him. So we, we can't do it. And, uh, you know, and that's kind of one of the cool things about Club 400. It's like, you know, when we were there, Miggy was crying and stuff, Miguel Montero, and when he, he got 
four fingers into his second uh, second whiskey and the story started spilling. But instead of us spilling the beans about that, all that stuff and gossiping in our Cubs way, I think we just leave some things back in Stu's backyard. And I think that's a fine way to be. But, um, you know, he this thing about Plunk and A-Rod, you know, A-Rod's an asshole. So like, oh, yeah. so Dempster doesn't want to deal. You know what I mean? So if shit gets out there and gets big again between that about that moment that I was singing about, like he doesn't want to hear about it because he's in the industry. You know what I mean? So I right. I was just gonna say because there is a possibility that they will have to work together at some point. And having just random people constantly, you know, bringing that up uh, is not good for him having to deal with. You know, it it it's like when you you know you. You piss off your coworker at work, and then on Monday, nobody talks about that shit. You just fucking nobody says it. You all agree that shit's back then. We're not gonna say anything. Yeah, yeah, no, leave it in the past, and I think that's what he wanted to do. So, anyways, an awesome party. Everybody should go. Um, let's talk about a couple of Cubs things, I guess. Um, hold hold on, right before we move on here, real okay. quick. Uh, just the one, no, just one thing. It it popped up in the uh, in the chat. Jeremiah Wheeler uh, just realized I wasn't a Patreon supporter. Fixed that right now. So it, it you, is Jeremiah. very possible we have 102 uh, right. supporters. I mean, he could be lying to us. <laughs> well, I, we will find out when I get an email. Um, <laughs> little little Yumper said, "I'm interested in attending." Part of the rules of your first time showing up, little Yumper, is you have to give me a ride home. So. <laughs> That's the initiation. Yeah, but the ride home could be the next morning, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fine well, after you sleep it off on the floor. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Nico Horner, I, I guess he's going to try to play some games for the Cubs somehow. He's working his way back. I'm like, why? You know, I, I get it. He wants some reps at the end of the year. He took he took a pain. I don't know if he's pain-free, but he went 0 for 2 at Iowa. And um, do you th- I mean, I guess, what are there, 13 games left? 14, 15, 18. In games. Iowa, yeah, and then he'll he'll come up here. There's no doubt. I mean, I don't know. I just know the type of injury he had, which was what? That oblique, right? Those yeah. are just one of those pain-in-the-ass things. That you, there's nothing you can do but give it time. Like, I know he wants to play, and I know we've talked about the Cubs medical staff before. Uh, you know, somebody's got to just say to this guy, look, we get it. You're going to come back in spring training strong, work out, do what you got to do. But I don't, I don't know what the, the point is at this point. I don't know. Yeah, well, there's right. no point in him like coming up to help the team, but right. if it's to get reps at the major league level and work with these players that he's never played with that happen to be on the team since the last time we saw him on the Cubs, he's like, he's going to have to come in and introduce himself, like wear a name. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, hi. Hi, I'm, my I'm, name is Nico. My name's yeah. Nico. Hi, I'm Frank. <laughs> well, and, you know, and I don't, I don't think Nico's going to push himself to get out there if he's not feeling it. I mean, we saw in that one at bat or whatever that he took uh, and he left in the middle of the at bat, they said supposedly nothing was wrong. It just felt weird. And so he didn't want to push it. So, you know, I think he's, he's probably taking the right track, you know, just wants to play a little bit if he can. Madrigal was suited up in the dugout yeah. too the other day too so you're talking to him a little bit and how he wants to be part of the future and his the is ex- a hamstring right yeah yeah the the exciting news for cubs fans is the promotion brennan davis got from south bend to triple a iowa yeah so super exciting for brennan i don't know 
I mean, you want to talk about maybe, what about the possibility of Brennan after 13 games coming up to the big show? Uh, I mean, maybe. I mean, why not? I mean, I always wonder, like, why back in the day they would just let the guy come up and see what he had, you know, especially if it didn't matter. Uh, You know, Ricketts is looking – well, if it's the last week, though, they're on the road. So it wouldn't – I mean, I you know, he's not going to sell any tickets at Wrigley to bring him up. But maybe it's just about the promotion now. Like, I don't know if – I mean, doesn't that kind of start your clock if you start getting a little major league time? Like, I don't know if they'd want to do that, but – um, he, he was at South Bend. I mean, what a ride for him. Cause he was at single a, a high a ball for eight games, uh, three twenty one. Was that a rehab stint though? No, probably. Yes. No, he was injured for a little bit. Yeah. 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 But right. But I don't think it was a rehab. I think it was his, that was his start because he didn't play the year before he, he was at the South Bend. South Bend. Location. And then, then he went to Tennessee and uh, he did okay there. I mean, he was only batting 252, but he had an 841 OPS, a uh, lot of doubles and, and uh, homers. So he was showing a little pop. And then uh, in uh, so now they're going to bring him up to AAA. So that's will be three different leagues within one year. I mean, you think they'll make it four and bring him up? I, I think this is more like you keep performing like this, you're gonna you have a good chance to maybe split with the club. Next spring, if you can prove yourself during spring training, like this, definitely a vote of confidence. Right. Yeah. It seems like just bring him up, get him, uh, get him working in at the AAA spot. And um, I don't know. So all of the minor leagues started a little bit late. Is Correct. AAA going a little bit longer than any of the other ones? Or are they all on the it same time? It seems path? longer than usual. I believe they're it? going a little bit longer. And, they, and like, they started late because they all had to do their own spring training, which started after the major league spring training. So they weren't mixing people. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, everyone I've talked about Brennan Davis, you know, I know a lot of guys over in Arizona that do some of the awesome photographs like John Antonoff and Rich Beastfield and some of these guys, the guys that we talked to, um, whether, you know, that have been on the show, whether it's Greg Hughes or Brian Smith, everybody that knows that, you know, I've talked to the uh, guy in charge of uh, South Bend and everybody I have talked to, there's not one person that has not been super impressed with Brendan Davis. Uh, so again, it is my dream to see the Cubs legitimately raise up a center fielder on their own homegrown talent center fielder. It'll probably be one of those things where they'll make him play the entire year at AAA next year because, I mean, look, look at what happened with Nico Horner. They had to bring him up, right? He had to be there because everybody was hurt. And then the next season, you know, like all we've heard for the next like two years is, well, he needs more time. He needs more time. He needs more time, except for the fact that every time he's up at the major league level, he's great. You know what I mean? So I still think they are going to play that game with Brendan Davis. I think he stays in uh, AAA all next year just to get him the at-bats that apparently are required before you can be good at the major league level. I mean, it could be, but, I mean, I don't know. He's 21, so – I don't agree with any of that, by the way. I'm just saying that that seems to be their, their MO, yeah. It Traditionally, is. they had a, they always had a path of how many at bats and and 
and not jump in guys' levels and stuff like that. I don't know if Hoyer's changing that. The game has changed. You see the players right now, the best players in the league are younger and younger. Whether you're talking about Tatis Jr., whether you're talking about Juan Soto or Ronald Acuna, those are all guys that are roughly around the same age. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I think that teams are getting, you know, they're having guys that are more athletic and also more, like, can play more diverse uh, more diverse positions too, you know, it's like, you know, a dude that could play center and first and third. And, you know, that's the Cubs have been drafting that guy in general. And like, you see dudes like that are just straight first baseman kind of losing value. They're like, well, he doesn't do anything else. You know, it's like, I, I, will, I will tell you, like I said, with Brennan Davis, if you have a legit center fielder or a truly legit shortstop, you, you know, I mean that that's something you don't move a guy like that around. I mean, uh, if you got if Brendan Davis, you know, can 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 be what we think he can be, that is a position like I said that has killed the Cubs forever. They to did finally it have Javi. one. Javi played third, second before they finally let him be the best one of the best shortstops in the major leagues. You know, uh, you know, so they've even been moving dudes like him around. Russell, when he was on the team, you know, they moved him to second for a while. When after Javi got the job, and like. You know, so maybe that's not the right way to do well, it. But, but that's those, what they've been doing. So Hap is a center, second baseman. They throw him in center. Like they're doing that shit all over the place. You know. Yeah, those center those field guys came up with shortstops already on the team, though. That was part of that issue too. Yeah. You know, Ru- Russell was replacing the first Alcantara at second, and you know, you and had, then he you had Starlin Castro. Castro. Yeah, you, you took, had then he at the took time. Castro's job. And then uh, Javi got the chance when Castro got moved, and then you got uh, and then Glebar Torres. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, they were they were stacked, stacked. Well, they had just drafted shortstop after shortstop because they figured if they could just move him to center if they wanted, or third or second. You know, it's like they but when still, you everybody when, when you're shortstops. when you're talking about a, a legit center fielder as the captain of the outfield, it is such an important role. You know what I mean? I don't know if Jason Hayward's going to be really a big factor on this team when the next great Cubs team happens and Brennan Davis is leading the charge on that. Uh, you know, hope, I mean, at that point, he's probably done. Uh, but, you know, it, 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 it's such a huge deal, especially like if you could just save runs. You're looking at those defensive runs saved and looking at those numbers and how many of those teams are, are actually, you know, not all of them are going to be playoff teams, but it makes such a big difference if you got a guy out there that can read the ball out of the bat and make the correct first move, the first step. And I just, oh, man, I just can't wait to see that. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll – I mean, who knows? Maybe we will see it at the end of this year. You know, it could be that they do it. I doubt they do. I, I would be don't see it. I would be super surprised to see four leagues in one year. Yeah. It'd be fun. I mean, I wouldn't mind it, even if it is on away games. Those are away games that I would uh, enjoy watching instead of some of the games that we've been seeing. Little Yumper says, if Hayward is expected to be a big part next year, it is a mistake. And I totally agree with that. I mean, except, I mean, what are they going to make him, a defensive replacement, kind of an extra coach? Like, who knows uh, how many roster spots there will be after the CBA or whatever, you know? I was just going to say, extra coach, though, if you get this kid – an outfielder up there while Hayward's still there, the uh, liability that he is at the plate is not the liability. He he does not have that issue in the locker room. Everybody seems to love him, even since even though you know he doesn't perform really well offensively, and 
maybe that's the kind of guy you want to get him up on the team while he's still there because they know they know they're not bringing Hayward back. He's not going to get an extra year. Well, we're talking about coaching at the major league level. Uh, the Cubs got their major league coach back, David Ross. Yeah, and then they lost. So obviously he's because you go just back. Yeah, I mean they just got to get rid of Ross, and then they could start winning again. Because when they had Andy Green, oh, they God. were beating everybody, even please, the Reds. Please. You know they, you know they were beating. Who did they beat? Oh man, they beat the uh, Twins. Ooh, the that amazing team, the Twins. They kicked their ass. And yep. then who 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 they beat the right after? They had the Pirates. The, they, the Pirates. The yeah, Reds. They, and the, yeah, the uh, the Reds. The Reds are the only good team they beat. You know, but those were competitive games for the most part. Well, um, I mean, his last game was a, a a laugher. They got blown out of Wrigley in Andy Green's last game, right? Yeah. Or was that? Yeah. That so was, that was the Friday game. Yeah. yeah. So the blooms off the rose. Yeah. He he got blown out. Uh, <laughs> you took so, a step up in class this weekend, and and it showed. Oh yeah, God damn it! I mean, it's just like <laughs> oh yeah, when, when that's what a good team looks like, and and. You well, know, and it, they are the best team in the major right. leagues yeah. record-wise. Yeah. So they had won eight straight coming in. I think that was their eighth when they won on Friday. So that I think they maybe won like nine straight right now, or something like that, or seven, eight, something like that. They've won a bunch in a row, and they they're not running away with the because everybody's winning in the West. But right now they're two and a half games up with a few weeks to play, and they've got a bunch of head-to-head games. So that's going to be interesting. But they probably play each other to even. Um, what I want to bring up, though, is that the fucking Cardinals could go into the a wild card spot tonight. Tonight, <laughs> it could happen. They're a game out right now. And uh, let's see. Yeah, so San Diego and Cincinnati are tied, kind of. They both got a 521 winning percentage. They're 74, and San Diego 74 and 68. Cincinnati's played two more games and are 75 and 69. Nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, St. Louis has also lost 69 games um, and won 73. Even nicer. Yeah. I wish they would lose more than 69. Me too. And there are two back in the in the win column right now. They are winning tonight as we speak. It's three to nothing against the Mets in the sixth. So uh, now, here's, now here's my question. This is going to tie into what we're going to talk about in a second. John Lester is currently a St. Louis Cardinal. So, you know, are we going to give him like the same hero's ass welcome that he we got, gave the he game? Already he did that he, for him. Yeah, they did it. But, I mean, but when does it end? Oh, wait, does he get another one, you think? No, they were not going to give there's, him a video uh, thing again. They're not going to do uh, like, you know, there's what another, they did for Bryant. There's a flag somewhere that needs to be given to somebody. You know what? I'll I'll cheer when Lester comes to Wrigley in a Cardinals uniform. I got no problem with and, that. And then hope he gets lit up, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. Just as long as we're clear about that. <laughs> but, no, honestly, it's like, uh, you, you know, it's going to be tough seeing Lester as a Cardinal. Like, that that sucks way more than Lester as a National. Yeah. Yes. You, you know, it it is because I kind of really, like the Nationals, you know. Or really any of these guys with any of the teams that they're with right now, who cares? It's just like anybody who's going to go and they end up playing with the Brewers or Cardinals – and for me, Cardinals are at the top of that list. Just don't ever want to see it. Like years down the road, I see a, a an old cub playing for the Cardinals, and I'm like, 
I mean, good for you for getting another year, but fuck off. Yeah, it's ugly. <laughs> um, so, but, it, you know, they're making a move right now, and the Padres seem to be kind of fading down the stretch. And the Reds, we saw what – we beat them. So that kind of tells you all you need to know right there about if you lose to the Cubs right now, uh, you know, and you're supposed to be a playoff team, I, I wouldn't be too confident about your chances. But um, I don't know. I mean, Cardinals, the, I have not looked at their schedule, strength of schedule, but it's I know the Reds is relatively easy. They got nine against the Pirates, but you they lose to us. They could lose to the Pirates. And now then you see like some kind of Cardinals Dodgers wild card game, which you don't trust that at all. I do. You oh, think the Dodgers take care of it? I think the Dodgers would beat the living shit out of them. You know what? And you know, since you brought up the wild card game, I've started to hear it again from stupid fucking dumb shit idiots out there just fucking shut up do we do not need more than one game win your fucking division if you want a series if not you're getting one extra game to get in it's the best game of the year it is it's i mean outside of game seven world series it's the best fucking game of the year i love it everybody loves it and yet you, you always hear, oh, we need at least three games. You know, uh, and then they're going to be you, like, you now have... we need five games. Oh, it's too short. Now we need seven games. Right. Next thing you know, you, we're playing in fucking February. What you worry about is this turning into basketball. And 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 the concern of that is is that the, the baseball is completely different, and you want the season, 162 games, to have value. The thing yes. about basketball is the regular season has, like, zero value. Like they're literally and hockey. They're right. There's half the teams get in literally half the teams. There's no value to it. The thing about having the divisions the way they are is that three teams are going to automatically make it and not have to worry about the wild card. You don't win your division. Then you only have one game. Then you got to burn your ACE and then you got to make a quick turnaround to another team right away. It is a penalty for not winning your division, and that's how it should be. Yeah. But what you what you are worried about is MLB realizes that the way to make more money is more postseason. Yeah. That's oh, how it they, goes. That, that's all they're about. It's all about money. If it'll make an extra fucking $4, that's all they care about. Just like, let's give some more games. But that's but this is exactly why I don't want to hear fans of the game. We're not making any fucking money watching our sport get diluted. So don't put that stupid shit out there and tell people, Oh, it's just so bad that, you know, you play 162 games and then it comes down to one game. That's what the fucking, that's what sports is. That's yeah. why it's fun. That's what's entertaining about it. It's a game Don't seven. Don't fucking dilute it. Yeah. It's an elimination so, game. It's exciting because it's because of that. Somebody's I will home. tell you, I was in, I was at game 163 versus the Brewers and they lost. And then I think it was the very next day I went to the Cubs versus the Rockies and they lost. And you know what? I'm not crying about more games. Cubs didn't do their job. Yeah, they lost. That's it. Yeah. And even against, even when they did do the three game series after the 60 game, when they had that stupid round robin crap in 2020, which was basically a blueprint for them trying that shit out, where you lose two or three to the Marlins, like that was stupid. The Marlins didn't even deserve to be there. The Cubs actually won their yeah. division. Now they didn't take care of business. They had every opportunity to. That series was at Wrigley. They fucked up uh, like usual in the postseason, which is 
have been their MO since 2018, but uh, it, it just should never have been that way. It felt cheap. And I think that we all kind of hated it in general, even though we were in it, but I'm looking yeah. at the, t- I'm looking at the Cardinals right now and the good news. Well, the good news is that the Cardinals were outscored by the Dodgers 42 to 20. The bad news is uh, they were three and four. So that's pretty even <laughs> there. Uh, and then the, uh, the other bad news I got for you is that against the Giants, if they happen to face the Giants, the Cardinals were actually four and two against the Giants this year. I, I, I also saw season, I, I also the I also saw the Cubs sweep the Dodgers this season. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, we hey, I, I saw the I, I saw the Cubs, uh, you know, pitching throw a no hitter combined yeah. no hitter. That was awesome. That was so fucking awesome. <laughs> and normally when your team throws a no hitter, that's not where you go. And that's where the season died. Yeah. But for and some uh, reason, uh, this uh, year, uh, it's like, oh, the no hitter was the worst thing that could have ever happen to us. And just like that, everyone from the team was gone. Yeah. The, cur- the curse of the no, no. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> no, no, nobody left. Yeah. So it probably serves us right for me to for me jinxing all those no hitters all those years or tried to anyway. So uh, Michael, you wanted to do a little. Where are they now tonight? Didn't you? Yeah, I was just going to do a quick one. Do, right. do you want to do the hit or no? Let's 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 play the song. Where are they now? All right. Well, where are we they? Used, yeah, we used to guys up against other guys, uh, but that's there's been so much change that we can't do it anymore. I'm just going to run through where some of our guys that we miss are sitting right now compared to what they were with the Cubs, starting with Javi Baez. He went from a 775 OPS with the Cubs to 949 right now with the Mets. All you wow. hear about is people bitching about Javi Baez striking out. Yeah, nine forty nine OPS with the Mets. Like, yeah, you I'll know, take ever since if you're going to give me that, ever since the thumbs down incident, he's on an absolute tear. Yeah, and yeah. he plays. And I, we were talking a little bit about it on Twitter, talking about you know rooting for players from another team, like we can't root for Lester on the Cardinals and obviously the Mets have a history with the Cubs as well. If you were around in 1969 and even in the eighties, even in the eighties, that was quite the rivalry because we were both in the NLEs with the Dwight Gooden days. Um, But uh, you know, Javi with the Mets with Lindor up the center, you know, that's, that's the most exciting infield that baseball is fans. I mean, that's kind of like must see TV. Like I'm, I haven't really watched too many Mets games, but those are good announcers. Like Ron Darling does a good job. Keith Hernandez is on that call. And it's it, they're funny. Like, they're hilarious. They're perfect for New York. And if you enjoy, like, just sit and have a good, good commentary in a baseball game, watching that, I mean, I'm not rooting for it in front of my face, but damn it, man, I miss Javi more than all of them. Yeah. Oh, he was, he was so exciting just all the time. Um, well, this weekend he played against, uh, you know, they had the Subway Series, Mets and Yankees. So he got to see Rizzo. We we all saw the picture of Rizzo and Javi like hugging each other and shit. Nine eleven, yeah, yep. So uh, Rizzo, 
not quite as good as Javi moving to New York. Uh, he's gone from 792 OPS to a 785 with the Yankees. That's not a big drop off. It's, you know, seven points, big deal. Nothing big. Basically, he's just holding the line. Um, but then, uh, KB, we just see KB. Those are down numbers, though, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're all, yeah. they're all down. Uh, you go, KB actually went from an 861 OPS with the Cubs and he's dropped 50 points to 811 with the Giants. Way worse. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. I don't even know. I I can't even believe that they still have, they didn't DFA him already. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You think he'll make it through waivers? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, he's probably got an option, right? <laughs> Set him down. <laughs> Maybe get it together in Fresno. Yeah, in the last four days. Um, no, and then uh, I wanted to look at what Kyle Schwarber has been doing. I, I kind of heard he's got some good stuff going on. Uh, he has a 908 OPS on the season. Which is what the a, best of his entire career? What a bunch of dumbasses to let his ass go for Jock Peterson, and and the Nationals traded him and got something, and we could never do it. It's gonna yeah. make me so mad forever because <laughs> that's like we've been saying to trade him since 2017. We've been but saying, yeah, but get something right. We got nothing, zero things for Kyle. Yeah, Schwarber. Let, let so him annoying. walk out the door. Yeah, all we got was the the memories. Um, yeah, and by the way, Jock Peterson, I did do a quick look, but then I didn't give a shit. But he, he was actually like 7-11 for the Cubs, and now he's down to like 602 or something like that with the Braves. He's not he's not doing well either. Uh but no, getting into getting into some pitchers. Uh you Darvish. In July, he had an ERA of 736. In August, his ERA was 6.32, and so far in September, it's at 6.23. I, went, I will say... Oh, go ahead. I will say I hated that trade. That, to me, was, again, the white flag. at the No, no contending team trades their ace. So with that being said, that you Darvish trade, I keep looking at those guys, just always keeping an eye on the guys that came over for that. I don't know, but if you're telling me you got if if two out of those four hit, that's going to turn out to be one of those brilliant trades. Yeah, yeah. Well, who but, knows what uh, Darvish does if he stays a Cub? I mean, I don't know what's going on in San Diego. It seems like I don't know who, who's their manager again. Is that Tingler? No, who knows? <laughs> I, f- I forget who it is. I, I believe I, it's I Sparky Anderson. Is he still alive? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's he- it's uh, it's, uh it, what was who is the guy? Uh, God, Dick, uh, uh, what was his name? Dick LeCock? No, no, you are correct, Jace Tingler. Yeah, uh, but there's been a lot of complaints about him in the past. About He had some, like, uh, some issues with uh, covering some shit up, I think, sexual assault or some misdeeds in that fashion. And, like, people are saying he's not a good manager, doesn't belong in the management position. I wonder how much that has to do with this situation. Yeah. You know, maybe. Well, and, of course, he replaced Andy Green. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, Dick Hauser. Hauser Dick. Dick That's Hauser. who I was trying to Hauser think of. Dick. Yeah, yep. he was uh, the uh, the uh, manager of the Padres back in the hated 80s. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, no, so 
Darvish actually, so over his last 10 starts, he's one in six with three no decisions. And uh, except for the only game he won was his last game. And apparently he actually looked pretty good. So if he can continue to build on that he'll and finish the year out good, that'll be uh, interesting. But he was, you know, I think he was on the 10-day IL for a little bit. Yes, so, he was. Who knows? So he may have been those nine starts. He could have just been fighting through something. Who knows? But whatever. I'm with Crawley. Shitty trade. Fucking white flag. We all know it because he didn't even give him a chance to see if he's any good. Uh, okay, moving on. John Lester has had a 502 ERA with DC and a 430 ERA with St. Louis. But over his last four games, he's given up only five total runs. That was against Detroit, Milwaukee, and he played Cincinnati twice. So five total runs. He's actually, you know, so, so Lester's actually maybe settled in a little bit and uh, pitching fairly well right now. Yeah, and another guy that the Nationals had and traded away uh, and got something for, and we signed fucking the ghost of Jake Arrieta. Yeah. I'm just oh, saying, and- like, I'm looking at the moves, <laughs> and even though it's all, oh, it's real 2020 hindsight, it's just like, no, look, you fucked it all up. Like, you didn't choose one good guy. Now, yeah. I'm saying, I'm not saying that they didn't get some good guys in some of these trades that we, we just made. We don't know yet, uh, but – you know, I'm saying these guys that we let go of, some of them, we didn't get shit for. Yeah. We didn't get shit for John Lester. Yeah. You know? we, I mean, when guys yeah. just walk away and you don't trade or do anything, like it's better to get a compensation pick than it is to get nothing. Um, okay. So the last guy we got is Craig Kimbrell. Uh, we all know how good he was pitching on the north side with a 0.49 ERA. But then he went down south to the White Sox. He has a 5.82 ERA ever since he showed up at uh, Comiskey Park. So, yeah, what's that all about? I mean, Larus is using him wrong, I think. Oh, because well, he, he's out there in the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, never the ninth, though. <laughs> That's the problem. I don't know. It's uh like it was. It, it, it you don't mess with the good thing, and 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 I see what I understand what they were doing, and and honestly, the White Sox made the right move, but uh boy, it just hasn't worked out, you know. So I don't know if it's just the AL's been tougher or what, but uh, you don't you know, blame the White Sox for their move. And again, when you take a look at it, the White Sox. You know, I don't give a shit about Nick Magical, but uh, Cody Hewer may be the guy that really again could be a total steal. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I haven't been comparing these guys because there's just so many people and people moving around. But I should have uh, – I'm not exactly sure what Hoyer is doing right now. It's definitely better than Craig Kimbrell. Kimbrell. Yeah. And he's he looks like he could be the guy if they're going to actually have a closer, which who knows if they ever will. If they're going to actually have a closer, he could be that guy. Yeah, well, I mean, think they're going to put him in more high leverage situations and see kind of what happens with him. Um, yeah, I, I, I like Hoyer. I, I think he hides the ball really well, and I like his delivery. He kind of looks like a, like a swan taking off. You know, it's like ends up in this like kind of like Mr. Miyagi on the beach stance, you know, like 
doing Tai Chi kind of thing. <laughs> it, it looks really smooth and it, it feels like it's pretty deceptive, like his movement. He got he got hit hit around a little bit in this series, but it's also one of the best OPSs in baseball, if not the best OPS in baseball coming at you with the San Francisco Giants. So let's talk about that series, shall we? Sure. You want to? Um, sure. All right. Well, Chris Bryant returned. I guess we should start there. And, you know, and I'll, and he had, a, he had a good series. I'll put up his numbers. He uh, got four hits, and he did it in 12 at-bats. So that's good. That's that's 333 batting average for the – he got no extra base hits. They were all singles. Took a couple of walks. Uh, he, he struck out in his first two at-bats, which we gave him shit for out, out in left field. We sang him a little four – Five, six strikes, you're out at the old ball game when he came back out. Yeah. Which people were yelling at us for. They're like, oh, how could you heckle Chris Bryant? I'm like, because he's on the other team and I'm in left field and it's what we do. That's yeah. why. Honestly, you are disrespecting him more by not doing it. By not doing it. Because we did, ev- we did it every Cubs player knows that the guys in the outfield get shit talked to him all the time. And if they were to switch, and you know, and I heard the you, you had the video up, the things you guys were saying, you weren't being assholes. You were talking we, shit. We were hitting him with the, the classics. Facts. We yeah. were hitting him with the classics. Like, here, I'm going to play. This is one of our classics. Hey, 23. More like 0 for 3. 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 So his see, head up there, his head went it, down like, yeah. It, well, and then yeah, he went yeah. on a tear from then on in. He, went, he yeah, struck he out the first two times. Then he got out of the third time. And we wait that if a guy's number is like something two or something one, like it's better if it's three and the guy goes over three or four, you don't usually don't go up. So if a guy's number is 21, 22, 23, 24, then you wait and you look up and you're like, Oh, look, he's, he's number 43. More like over three, or he's number forty-two. What? what it's not Jackie Robinson. No, he's got yeah. that. But like you know, thirty-two. You, you know what I'm saying? You you get what I'm saying? But it's a classic. We hit him with the classics. We are very respectful. It's it and and it's fine. Like, but I I don't. It annoyed the crap out of me. A couple things about this whole series. First of all, fuck all the nine eleven poppet circumstance. Oh, God. I got my own personal hangups about that because I was involved in that horrible fucking day because I was in New York City that day. So it annoys me when people are like, I was in history class and I didn't even know till I got home. I'm like, shut up. No one cares where right. you were no, because it doesn't, cares your, story doesn't, yeah, yeah. your story doesn't matter. You know, it's, why don't you just shut up and let the stories that matter take up the space of the world? And then you don't get to be like, oh, I was at a convenience store and I watched. I'm like, no one cares. Nobody. So, uh, so you know, some some of it bothers me. Sing "God Bless America," which is basically a Taliban song, if you ask me. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a like, fucking oh, God religious. Is on our side. It's, God it's a is religious on our song. Side. Yeah, yeah, it's a religious song. So I was, I get annoyed at all of it. Uh, so all that stuff was going on. So I kind of stayed away from the ballpark on Saturday and Sunday because I knew it was going to be all that bullshit. And then with the Chris Bryant coming back, that annoyed me too because. Why don't they give him the goddamn key to the city? He didn't fucking retire. And we're obviously not going to sign him back because they're like, okay, off you go. Here's the gold watch. Here's the number 17 from the scoreboard. Here's a, you know, what else? They give me up there crying like, you know, he retired. Is Today is I'm the luckiest man on the face of the earth. I thought he was going to say and then croak. 
Yeah. Let me well, let me take my angle on this a little bit here. Number one, I'll tell you what annoys me about the 9-11 thing is how the Cubs always seem to use Sammy Sosa when it feels like, oh, that's good. So the Sammy Sosa running out with the flag thing. If you're okay with putting that on the Jumbotron, if you're okay with putting Sammy on the Legends of the Game thing, then do me a fucking favor and bring him back to Wrigley. You can't just use to be like, oh, look at this great 9-11 moment of Sammy Sosa getting the flag from Billy Williams, but then then all of a sudden after that's over, He's pretending he doesn't exist. He's a fan. Yeah, yeah. That guy who? was the thing that we're that we're lauding and saying as a hero. We're also saying don't come back to Wrigley. Yeah. Fuck now, him. as far as as far as what I thought, I stayed away from the ballpark all weekend. Everyone's like, "You're not going." I'm like, "Well, no." Friday, I wanted to make sure we we're all prepped and ready for the event. But then, like, I just and then Saturday I was exhausted. But it was more just I didn't. I'm frustrated in a lot of different ways, and one of the things that bothered me, like you were saying to a degree is that they were giving them all these presents. That's what they do to a truly great player when they retire. They did it with Jeter. They did it with Canerico. They did it with all these guys that they do that. And you take a look at this picture right here. Jason yeah. McLeod on not the left. Coming, yeah, not coming back. 17. <laughs> Chris Bryant. Arm around Tom Ricketts and Crane Kenny, who was supposed to bring the wheel bags, wheel wheelbarrows full of wheel bags. Chris Bryant, <laughs> it, are all sitting there hugging like this is the greatest fucking thing. You let him walk. And here's the thing, you know, in, in, we've sat here and did you look at how Chris Bryant played this weekend? Yeah, he took walks. And you know what? When you got other guys that can hit, that's actually not a bad thing to do because you saw how the Giants played station to station. Michael Cotton, you've been talking about that forever. Okay, take your walks. Take the single. You don't have to throw shit out there. He does everything that you guys want. He doesn't beat his wife. He doesn't sit here and shoot <laughs> guns off. The fuck? He's a normal, nice guy who, who's a damn good baseball player. And then you, I've listened to you guys on this podcast, as a guest of the podcast, and now on the podcast, rail against billionaires. But somehow, like, like Chris Bryant's a bad guy because he wanted money. Like, what, what is going on here? You, we should be pissed that you let that guy just walk. You I, let I him admit. walk, and it is stupid. And for no reason should anyone boo Chris Bryant because I didn't I'll tell you what. Boo Chris Bryant. He I didn't want Chris Bryant. He didn't he was... want to leave. I'll say it again and again. Now, he wanted to get paid. There's a difference in that. Like me, I had a job that I loved teaching um, middle school kids when I was just out of college. 21, 22 years old. But all of a sudden, another job came that was going to offer me a whole lot of more money. So guess what? I took yeah. it. Yeah. Right? And that's the way it goes. And I don't feel bad for it, and I don't regret it. So Chris Bryant is also in a union. I'm in a union. You don't sit there and take a lower deal to stay somewhere. That affects all the guys that come behind you. I will always side with players over management. Always. And so I am just pissed off about the whole situation that people were kind of like, hey, Chris Bryant. Yeah, you know what? He's a great fucking player. Even when he's not doing the best that he can or not at his best, he's still better than three quarters of anybody Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. And you, you, you seriously, if, if, if what Chris Bryant said was true, and there's a couple things here. Number one, he was told he was going to be given a chance to compete for the job in 2015, and they fucked him. There's yep. nobody in this world that didn't realize that. Oh, and, and I think that's where it all ended. People talk about, oh, it's Boris, it's Boris, it's this, it's that. No, no, no. It was him getting fucked by ownership and front office right there that ruined everything. And then 
on the next part, I'm going to say it is that a lot of shit was sent to the media about this is what we did for Chris Bryant. And, and everyone's going to believe that. Everyone's going to believe he got this huge monster offer that he just wouldn't take or Boris wouldn't take. It you was put it down in, not in writing. Yeah. You put it down in paper and the agent takes it to the player and then they discuss. That's how it works. And then you send another paper back with a counter offer. That's yeah. how it works. You don't, if you say, don't do that. You're not really talking. Yeah. Right. You could sit there and throw all the imaginary numbers in your ear, put pen to paper. So they fucked this up and I, and, and I'm, 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 it's going to piss me off. Because, again, I will always have the lasting image of that kid hitting that home run in game five in my head watching it. I will always have that image of him throwing to first base. This was the guy you were waiting for. You had him, and you couldn't get out of your own damn way. Yeah, yep. no, you're no. absolutely right. They fucked this up so hard. They should have signed him, uh, you know. And granted, even if they, even if it took until – even even it was last year. Now they they blame COVID for everything. That's why Javi's gone because of COVID. That was that blame. Oh, we were talking to him, but then COVID hit and we stopped talking. I'm like, why? That's not an excuse to stop talking. In fact, you had even more time to talk because COVID hit. You know, yeah. like, but they're they're crying poor. They they're definitely going in, and maybe it was always, and it looks like it was always the plan because if they were ready with this fucking retirement ceremony. For him, you know, they're obviously not resigning him. It, you know, they couldn't it couldn't have been clearer that this was his, you know, key to the city moment. And what was his answer? Buy everybody cookies. Yep. He, him and Jess bought everybody Cubs cookies, even though he's on the other team. Like totally classy guy. Like you're right. This was the guy. No problems. Married his high school sweetheart, has a young son. His dad, you know, his dad is, you know, hanging out at the ballpark being proud. Like you've got everything you could have ever asked for. And you that's the guy you can't come up with $300 million for. Even though you know he's going to be, he can play left. He can play right. He can play center. He can play third. He can play first. And like, no, you're just not money in the budget for that. How many many guys would complain if they were asked to play multiple positions as a superstar? Hey, a quick message from our sponsor, the Spotify Green Room app. What are you doing at 8 p.m. on Thursday? Well, here's what you should be doing. You should be listening and participating with the Sunranto Show's weekly room on Thursdays at 8 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. It's free to download and, and use. You can talk to me and other fans and athletes and insiders in real time. It's free. It's an audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to big news, rumors, and, well, the games themselves. Talk to other sports fans, insiders, and athletes and executives just like me. (laughs) And uh, join in on conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on our podcast. Yes, that's right. We will be releasing our Spotify show on the podcast so you can participate in any discussion we are having on there we're going thursdays at 8 p.m and it's a place where the sun ranto show can talk about some extracurriculars around baseball around the cubs around chicago around how we're feeling and you can join in the conversation it's awesome and it's free on the ios app store so download the spotify green room app for free create a profile link your twitter and join the baseball group Follow Sunranto Show, and then you'll be notified when the room goes live. But I'll tell you, it'll be Thursdays at 8. So join us, Spotify Green Room app. We thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. Back to the show. Oh, yeah. How many guys would complain? All of them. KB is, is the first 
one to really ever do that. Like, at least to this extent. I mean, I'm sure there's been other guys that have played an extra position here and there, but KB is all over the place. I mean, he was in right field uh, Sunday getting, you know, beat up. But no, here. So I did write a poem, and it has to do with KB. So I'll hit it. Yeah. That guy in 23, that's not our KB. Clap and say hi. Maybe make him cry, but he's not our guy. Head-to-head versus Hendo, three chances to hit, but no. KB could only walk off a pen that got rocked. At least Schwindy had a knock. Cubs pen gets a loss, and we all hate the boss. And I feel like that's been this entire conversation yeah, no, exactly. That pretty much sums up everything. That was a poem about <laughs> what we just said. <laughs> it, it was, and it, it was written like four days ago. It's amazing <laughs> how that works. Yeah, it was sad <laughs> to see him crying too. Like it, none of this had to be this way. It seriously, was I mean, he was seriously emotional. And he was crying. emotional when he got the news. I remember that the, yeah. when he got the news. Were they in Washington? Yeah. And he got the news, and he was upset about that. And then, and then that's the other thing too is is to see uh, to see how. His wife and him came and brought cookies for all the employees. You didn't have to do that. You That was not expected at all. To thank them for being a part of their lives for all those years and and, and making Wrigley. It's the workers, the, the, the everyday workers that make Wrigley special. The and, worst and, part and, about that, there's like 100 people fucking sitting at home going, hey, where's my cookie? I got fired. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and it's just, like I said, it, it, it was – it was interesting to see how Chris Bryant looks a lot better when other people can play intelligent baseball around him. Around him, yeah. And when you have guys that can also take walks, and now you got two guys is on the base, and and then all of a sudden the next guy dumps one into left field and pulls the ball or goes with it the same way, and all of a sudden you see these guys moving around, and it just seemed all weekend, all weekend, it seemed like every every time he turned, there was a million guys on base. On base, yeah. Well, and and Hendra, Hendricks pitched pretty well in this game for his six innings. The only run that they got off of him in uh, the game was that little cheap blue pit, and then I think there were two outs at the time or something like that, you know. But they barely uh, scored off of him. It was the pen that gave him gave it up in the in the end, but like. After that, it was all hell break, broke loose for the Giants. You know, after that, all bets were off. And I don't think, you know, maybe with the exception of Rowan Wick and a couple other guys, uh, the entire series out of the Cubs bullpen, it was not a pretty situation for no. any of them. Um, but, um, you know, how about uh, – yeah, but you also you look at the Giants, and this is what was pissing me off and I was talking about even when we were at, the, at Stewart's party on Saturday night or on Friday night. What was pissing me off was also looking at this team. Buster Posey, he's from the championship teams. Brandon Belt, he's from the championship teams. You know, Brandon Crawford, he's from those teams. And so they've – now the pitching's all different. You know, I think they still got Cueto, don't they? But um, do they? I yeah, I, I, they do. yeah, I think they do. But well, they, they had Bumgarner until – Until recently, but – Until it, this it, spring or some shit like no, that. No, he went over the the – the oh, diamond they traded him last yeah. year. So, but but they they changed a lot of things out. A lot of those bullpen guys I hadn't heard of, but they were very good when they had those bullpen games. But you look at that, and that's what the Cubs should have been because they had those believing years, 2012, 2014. They were right there with us in 16. They didn't compete hardcore for a few years there. 
But now with those same core players, they're back. And all our guys are gone. And yeah, they, but they, they hold pick- on. I was told that they're all too old to be worth keeping around for any amount of money. <laughs> they, they, they picked who they wanted to b- rebuild around. Okay. So you said, okay, these are the core guys that we need to, that we're going to do. You are starting from scratch. Okay. You want to say Wilson? Fine. I'll give you Wilson. No problem. But you're really, other than that, the holes that we've talked about and it has, and, and watching Patrick wisdom melt down and stuff like that. It, it's just been, uh, you know, everyone's like, Oh yeah. Wisdom. He's in there. Third base next year. No problem. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. And we're all waiting for Frank, the tank to start to tank. You well, know? Then all Frank we have to do tank. is tell him he's close to some sort of milestone. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened to the Wiz. Yeah, nobody tell nobody tell Wisdom anything about any record he's about to break. Unless <laughs> you know, unless it's a record, they should just tell him about it, records for like most consecutive at bats with a strikeout in a row, or most oh, executive games in a row. He's about to break that one, and then he'll finally hit the home run that I was hoping he was going to hit right in front of KB's face. But um, one thing I just thought of, you know, Frank the Tank when he starts to tank, that uh, obvious shirt will remain relevant. Because it'll say Frank the Tank, and then he'll bat, you know, point thirty eight for like four weeks, and then uh, he'll be Frank the Tank still. Yeah, um, you know. And another thing, I thought you saw Brandon Belt out there. Uh, he put his own C. He's the captain of the the Giants now, self appointed captain by putting his own C on his own chest. And who knew it was that easy for Anthony Rizzo to do all those years. <laughs> he could just get some electrical tape, put a C on your, the captain. That's all you need. I, I did feel that was like low key trolling of the Ricketts just saying, Oh yeah, this is what you do for your, your uh, first baseman. Yeah. So, and I will say this is that I was at the first six innings of this game out in the bleachers heckling Chris Bryant. And then I left and as soon as I left is when all hell broke loose, and that's when it ended up 6-1. Because Miguel, he he kind of melted down um, really as soon as I left. Um, Two-run homer gave up. Uh, Brent, Miguel couldn't get an out. So he's had, you know, all these bullpen arms too. I I don't know, you know, we're just talking about wisdom and not really knowing what you have with these old rookies. Some of these bullpen arms are exciting. You know, the, a lot of them are big. They throw hard. Uh, I know a, a lot of our friends that watch the minor league. Are, the minor leagues are excited about a lot of these arms. They're, these are the dudes that we were kind of promised a few years ago coming through. They're a little late to the party, but they're coming now, and Miguel's kind of one of them. They got him from the Blue Jays, I think, a few years ago. But we lose that 6-1. to one. So how about game two? You got poem? Uh, Yeah, this is – yeah. A blowout on a hot day. As the wind blows out, days shorten in Chicago like starts and seasons. Cubs falling in late summer. That was kind of a you know the, 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 the seasons you know sort of sort of a theme because uh, I mean y- you can't recap a fucking fifteen to four pummeling in a uh, hundred and well two hundred eighty characters or whatever. Yeah. Cubs Cubs pitching on 9-11 got hit harder than the South Tower. (laughs) 
I was, I was, I was waiting for that joke. I didn't tweet it, but I was like, I can uh, say it live. I'm like, I could say it live on the show, and only like 20 people are watching. And then, ouch, uh, yeah, yeah I, yeah, I had to. But no, that, that was that was ugly, you know. But the Cubs did get to Gaussman, and that was kind of interesting to see. That's because there's no book on all our young guys, you know. So it was just like Gaussman's in, probably in the conversation for Cy Young this year. Um, for the Giants, he's had a great year, and the Cubs jumped out in the first. And um, you know, but it, this is like, God, it was just ugly. I mean, they just they got pummeled at, at a point, yeah. you know. And then uh, then uh, Alzali got into this game, and it, you know, because Davies only went two, and Davies is getting worse in front of our eyes, dude. Like it's freaking yeah. like, I'm like man, I don't, I really don't. Like there's a guy that if I'm like have any question if I'm gonna go down in the game or not, and then and I then I see that Davies is pitching that day, like I feel like that I skip it. You know what I mean? Like oh, totally. I don't I don't want to see that anymore. Oh, you um, you know the Giants wish the Padres had kept him. They'd have gotten a lot more chances <laughs> at him this year. <laughs> I bet. Um and uh Manrod, um the the rod got a little flaccid in this one. <laughs> he gave up five, didn't get an out. Um two you give three walks, two hits, uh, and five runs. Um, and Nance gave up some of those because he gave up the home run and two hits. He was no better. They called him up when whoever the fuck was injured. Yeah, I was going to say, I was surprised oh, no. to see Nance. I had forgotten well, about who, him. He was the first old guy. Someone went on bereavement. Who went on bereavement list? Oh, oh man. Know. That was when we were in Detroit, right? No, no, no. Somebody, yeah, we saw Nance in Detroit. Then he was gone. Then he came back because somebody went on bereavement list, but I forget yeah. who it is. But. Yeah, I, but I had totally forgotten about him. He was the first 30 year old rookie of the year. Remember? Yeah. Like, he's the one that broke that, you know, broke that wide open. He's like, I'm 30, I'm a rookie, and I kick ass. <laughs> Let's go, middle aged ball players. <laughs> oh, it was, uh, thanks, Nick. Uh, Adam Morgan went on bereavement. So. That's sad. Um, yeah, I mean, the the wind was crazy that day. It was kind of fun. You see that Rivas, who plays, he's an outfielder, but also plays first base. He was out and left, and, like, he made an amazing play on a wind-blown pop-up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was incredible. Um, uh, brothers sucked. Rex Brothers, I don't know what his future with the Cubs is. He gave up. He went one and gave up four walks. Got uh, that's pretty bad. That's not going to do it, is it? No. Nope. And uh, Zach Efros, though, or, I mean Scott Efros, uh, hit a sack fly. For yeah, his, you got an RBI. RBI Way for, to go! This is what I love about pitchers. That that shit's fun because anybody else on the team does that in that situation. Who gives a shit? But when your pitcher, your not only your pitcher, your bullpen pitcher does it. Eh. Something to get you know excited about. Yeah. I was happy. Yeah, I don't know. There wasn't much in this. I mean, the funny thing is, it's like we lose fifteen to four, <laughs> but only get out hit thirteen to eleven. <laughs> so, you know, it's like what <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, mean, <What? laughs> I mean, I think it might have something to do with the fact that the Cubs pitching also gave up 11 walks, including, you know, the yeah. three. And not only Nagel. that, you can get away with that sometimes against a bad team. You aren't getting away with that with the Giants. That's yeah, not happening. You put guys on base, multiple guys on base, you're screwed. 
Yeah. I mean, double digit walks. Holy Awful. shit. Yeah. Even as bad as this team is, we haven't seen that very much this year. Well, there was one game this year that I feel like the Cubs won and, uh, they went double digit. Like they walked like 13 and still won. Forget what oh, that man. was. Like, I, I feel like that happened, but I'll have to like look that up on the, the game finder. Um, it, and uh, I'm just looking at it right now. Cause I happen to be looking at the box score. Uh, Milwaukee got a no hitter in this day too. So fuck them. Just wanted to point that you, out. You knew that was a matter of time with Corbin Burns. We talked oh, yeah. about it with we earlier, earlier in the season, that guy was absolutely a stud and, Shows you, you, I mean, you don't need much hitting when you don't give up that many runs. And then the last game was kind of close. You got a poem for that one? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, Cubs got swept up in the dragnet. The whiz was a whiff. Chris's record kept. Cubs offense is a shame because Giants D was lame. Steel went five but gave up the same. Nobody really cares. Let's watch the Bears. Yeah, steal. Uh, and you can tell that poem was written before the Garrett Bears game was played. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because, yeah, there, there needs to be another line. Ooh, don't do that. And <laughs> nobody cares. Uh, let's watch the Bears um, get their asses handed to them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Justin Steele, five innings pitched, five runs, 11 hits, two walks, only four strikeouts. Um, you had a rough third inning. It's never good when you walk the pitcher to start an inning, <laughs> you know, like you, that's not going to go well. I mean, he danced out of a lot of fire, but they were like, this was the game that I felt like what you just said, Crawley is like, there was always somebody on base. That was Justin Steele's outing. Like the Giants scored in every single inning until he was out of there, except for the first. Well, in this game was fun to watch as a baseball game. Like, the Cubs never pulled it out, so, you know, they're behind. That kind of sucked. There wasn't a lot of fun in that. But just as a game, just all, you know, there was a homer from each team, but then the rest of the runs were scored, uh, you know, hitting the ball around. There were some good good plays, bad plays. It was it was interesting. Crazy weather game where, you know, you had that high sun and people losing the ball and all that stuff. Yeah, that happened oh, a on the times. warning track. Yeah. yeah. Out in Yastrzemski uh, lost one. And uh, who is the guy? Uh, Slater, I think, lost the other one. He was playing center in this game, and he lost. I was hoping for a Jose Canseco type moment where the ball hits him in the head and goes it in the basket. In the basket. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, speaking of getting hit in the head, uh, scary moment with KB and uh, was it Yastrzemski in center? Uh, crashing oh, yeah. into each other. They crash into each other, and and uh, Jason Hayward, for that matter, and that happened. I think lost game in two that, in game two. Hayward got that knee to the face. Oh yeah, yeah, that the, was the slide into third. Yeah, so he wasn't out there in game three. Um, what you so- like to see though that th- was that this Cubs team, no matter what, they were trying to compete. Man, they were tr- they were trying. It, it's they they were losing to a better team, but you know they they kept it close. They almost came back in this one. The Wiz got a double in the ninth, pinch hit double. That was his only shot at going out there and doing anything. And, I mean, he did what he needed, what he could do. Well, there's that crazy inning where we're in the seventh where all of a sudden all these weird little bloops and blips, they were all kind of going in. A lot of fun, everyone running up. It's bases loaded. They're down oh, six, six to two, two six to five. Bases loaded. This was awful. One out for Wilson Contreras. And all of a sudden, you take a look. There's there's this call that goes against him on three and two, and the ball. That's where the ball was. 
Oh, yeah. Brutal. It's like a few inches inside. It's like, uh, and it was off speed. It wasn't, it wasn't even like it was just like a fastball that might've nipped the corner. It was a fucking off speed pitch that was fucking inside. And Wilson, he, you know, he was, he was calm and cool about it to a step. He did turn around and have a few words uh, for the home plate umpire. Uh, he wasn't calm and cool when he got into the dugout. He broke his bat against the wall. Yeah, I'm mm. saying, but he was, he <laughs> did, what I'm saying is he didn't get his ass thrown out of the game. By no, being he's, like, are you fucking kidding me? And breaking he's it a right catcher. There. He knows you can't do that to an umpire. Well, and then, unless I you mean, got your Molina. And then after that, you got Ian Happ up, you know, the, 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 the guy who's been on fire doing nothing but killing the ball. He's just a great fucking hitter. Everybody get excited. Hap is back. And he did what we expected Hap to do. Yeah. Just strike out at a high fastball. And yeah. And yeah, well, there, there was, uh, it was that, that but somebody swung at ball four. It wasn't Hap. There was, uh, Re- it was Revis. Revis swung at ball four. And uh, yeah, there, it was just like you know, you were a dollar short. You were just a fucking dollar short. I mean, what were the? the I was thinking numbers? about you, Danny, because that 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 right hander was just unreal with that funk. Yeah, yeah. The uh, was that was that Rogers or Watson at that point? I think it was right. It was in the seventh. Yeah. So that was Rogers. Yeah, the guy's got a one sixty seven ERA. He's no slouch. You know, I mean, just like, he's got that weird dipping arm angle, and and, and oh yeah. man, that ball is just looked like a wiffle ball. Yeah, yeah, we no, call that a submariner. Yeah, a submariner on this <laughs> show. Uh, why not? Um, so yeah, there's your uh, pretty much your um, there's there's pretty much your series. It was, I mean, six innings of the first game were close. All nine innings of the last game were close. The middle was a laugher, you know. I mean, and the most popular ball player at uh, Wrigley Field this weekend was uh, on the other team. So it's it's kind of an ugly situation when all that happens. I mean, I did not enjoy this weekend. I'm kind of well, glad I went to an art an art walk with my mom on Sunday instead of going to the ball game. And my mom was like, "Hey, you want to go? Are you going to go to the ball game?" I'm like, "Eh, nah. I'd rather look at art than <laughs> fucking see what's about to happen at Wrigley Field right now." I, Danny, you had a tweet. I think it was today I, that I loved that uh, you said the Ricketts hope. There's a beloved cub on every single team. So whenever that team comes to Wrigley, more people will show up. And I and the Rickets don't have to pay them. Yeah, and the Rickets don't have to pay them. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's funny. I, I also did tweet it out something. I even caught Kaplan in this one uh, because I tweeted out that because the Cubs have, um, uh, I think, seven more games with the Cardinals – that what we should do is really root hard for an ex-Cub and 2016 great John Lester as yeah. he comes to town, and let's make sure he does as well as possible. But the thing that you people fail to realize is that if John Lester does well, he's doing well against us. So it means we're doing poorly. That You can't have him do well and us do well at the same time. It's just that, that's incongruous. You can't have it. You know, You can still have him do well and we win the game, but I don't know why you'd want to root for him to do well at all at this point. I hope we just fucking light his ass up personally. And I hope Chris Bryant goes over 40, you know, at this point, you know, and then has to take a look. <laughs> Crowley's, Crowley's soul dies a little bit every time you say that. <laughs> I know. His face fall. And he's like, I know. Oh, it's, it's, it's half act on my part because I, <laughs> cause I just love getting everybody. I love poking the bear. But uh, I want to look at 
Poke yeah. the bear. Let's How many damn players have ever left the team and bought everyone in Chicago beer that wanted one? Like I said, man, these guys are freaking legends. If he's buying beer, fine. But he's buying fucking cookies, so I'm not interested. You know what I mean? Lester bought beer. Oh, Lester yeah, no, but he's beer. saying yeah, yeah. he's saying KB bought cookies. I like and, cookies, and especially after beer. Right, but but we didn't get cookies. Danny wants his fucking cookie. I want That's... I want a cookie. <laughs> I want it delivered to my house within the next ten minutes. Um, no, I, but, no. I mean, let me text what? Bleacher Jeff. I, I mean, how, hey, it could actually probably happen that way. But uh, the, no, the the thing is, is like how long? How long must we sing this song? How long? How long? In the great words of you two, because if it's Chris Bryant in the NLDS against the Cubs next year. I want him striking out every single time he goes to the plate. I don't want him doing shit. I want him to have a historically bad series, and we all laugh and go, ha, ha, it's so good we didn't get that because remember when he used to disappear in the playoffs. You know, and then we'd be like, see, you know, our new guys, you know, Brendan Davis, he doesn't do that shit. Nick, Nick Madrigal, Nick, the new Nick the Stick, he always gets on. Frank Schwindel is just waiting for the ninth inning to be amazing. Yeah, the Swindy <laughs> City fucking parking one. And, uh, yeah, that's what uh, – yeah, I know. It, but it's sad. No, they never should have gotten rid of him. But let's look what's ahead for us. Um, it's not that all that interesting. We got um, Philadelphia this week, which we're about to preview. Milwaukee on the weekend. We got the tailgate on the 18th. Woo. Okay. That's going to be a, a lot of fun. I got some news about that. If you're going to be in attendance uh, uh, at that uh, big old party, um, and then uh, it, then there's another off day. Jesus Christ! So we'll probably do uh, the show, our next show. I got an announcement about this too. But our next Sun Ranto live show will probably be on, be on Monday the twentieth, and then uh, two with Minnesota. That's stupid at Wrigley. Those are both six forty starts. Then you got a makeup of a doubleheader with St. Louis. Then you go. Then you got Monday off again. Then you go to Pittsburgh and St. Louis to finish the year. So that's all that's left, man. Not a lot. So we can do a little temperature check on this later to see how that's what, what, three, six, eight, plus four, 12, 15, 18 games left. So what do you guys think we'll go? Think we could do a nine and nine? No. Niner. Niner. Nine times. Nine, Nine times. times. Nine. You think you think you can? Well, how? Uh, what's our record right now? We got sixty-four wins, I believe. Can 65. we win sixty-five? Can we win four of the games and end at sixty-nine wins and have it be the greatest season San Ranto ever saw? <laughs> the, the greatest bad season ever. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> this, the Cubs at sixty-nine. The the greatest second place team of all time. If they do finish with 69 losses, we should really come and wait for them like we did that one yeah, with, time. With big 69. With, with big 69 signs. You <laughs> did it. You let's, did it. Let's let's just All get the, our significant others and just 69 in the street for them. <laughs> yeah, why, why stop there? This is COVID times. I'm just um, telling you. We get some signs, a couple 69 signs, a couple signs that say nice, a couple signs that say you did it, and we greet them coming back from the bus. I love it. I love it. When they come back from the St. Louis trip, if they had yeah. the 69 wins, I, I'm totally down. We have to do it. <laughs> I, I think the Cubs go 16 and two and they finish right at 500 just because it, uh, it would just that it would just be the most annoying fucking just wah wah. <laughs> like <laughs> nothing. 
big yeah. nothing burger. I mean, you, you got to think that uh, Milwaukee is not going to be really, you know, they're going to be looking to set up their situation for the postseason. I don't, who knows if we're going to see all their guys, you know, the pitching that they have. They might be starting to consider that for the end of the season, although it's still a couple weeks left. And then, you know, Minnesota doesn't matter at all. Uh, St. Louis is playing for it. Now, we've got seven games against St. Louis, and that's kind of what I wanted to bring up, why I wanted to bring up the rest of the schedule. We have a chance to at least spoil it and keep them out of the wild card. That's the best we can hope for. If they that's go, the only thing to root for right now, right? Yeah, if if they go six and thirteen, but the six are the games against the or six and what number am I looking for there? Six and twelve, and all the games they win are St. Louis. I will absolutely be happy. I want it to be that the Cardinals finish one games out of the postseason, and I get to see Yachty crying in the dugout. That to me would just be so. I would be happy to see that. I, I, it would, it would, it would, it would hopefully put a cherry on top of this shit Sunday, and yeah. may, maybe save the date. I was, I was thinking of doing like a little game watch on that last game. Maybe go down to uh, Nisei. Maybe even get like invite a bunch of people out and we'll all watch that one together. And then we can all well, if if it seems like sixty nine wins to end the season is in play, we'll have to put together a little group. You know, oh yeah, signs sure. and everything, dude. Yeah, I want signs. signs. Ev- yeah, we definitely need some signs, and, and we'll do it protest style too on on the cardboard boxes. <laughs> you know, you know, we'll, we'll do it like that. <laughs> what, like we'll just march around Wrigley. Yeah, it's sixty. They're giving each other sixty nines. Um, so, so, so free 69 so basically what you're going to say is going to be like wrigleyville during uh 12 days 12 t-box and uh st patrick's day oh yeah oh yeah all just just <laughs> ugly just vomiting into each other's crotches so uh, so, <laughs> so the phillies were going to philadelphia and uh they're still in it they're in second place they're playing for it, so we could spoil them. Not that we have as much interest, but they've been playing like shit. They're seventy-two and seventy-one, which is good enough for second place in that fucking division. Um, they're only four and a half games behind Atlanta. They uh, recently lost three or four to Colorado, but it was in Philadelphia, one of the worst historical road teams of all time. Beat Philadelphia, a, a quote-unquote playoff team, maybe. Uh, at home, they lost two or three against Milwaukee and Miami on the road. Um, a week a week ago, Philadelphia was a half game out of the of the uh, wild card, and they fucked it up. Yeah, um, they uh, are three and one versus the Cubs. They outscored us thirty nine to twenty one. They managed to put up fifteen runs and thirteen runs against us, and they also shut us out eight nothing at Wrigley. That was right after the Fourth of July. So that's when we had our old team. Um, Reese Hopkins, uh, Zach Eflin, they're on the 60 day. Travis Jankowski, their center fielder, is on the 10 day. He steals a lot of bases, but not right now. And do you guys know that Sam Fold is their GM? Yeah. Former uh, Cubs speedster. Yeah. Um, Hey, Sunranto listeners, one final plea for you to please join our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash Sunranto. You get the show early and ad-free, and you help the show stay on the air. Um, What more can I say but that without 
you, our sponsors, we are basically doing this for free and you're stealing from us. <laughs> uh, no, you are. Um, because we only get about a penny a download for every single show that gets downloaded. The money is crap. And, um, you know, we've got lots of expenses. We've got our stream yard. We've got our website. We've got uh, tickets that we have to buy and events to throw. Uh, we've got microphones and headphones and selfie lights and all sorts of um, the expenses. Like, I can't even tell you about the expenses that the Bleacher Bump Band incurs. That's just about as much as doing the show. And, um, you know, we can't do it without you. So, I, very frankly, um, join our Patreon campaign, patreon.com slash sunranto, and you will help the show stay on the air. If you don't join our Patreon campaign, not only will you have to listen to annoying ads, um, but you'll have to listen to me begging you to join our Patreon campaign, which I know can't be all that enjoyable. I know I don't like doing it, and I wouldn't do it if we had enough patrons. So, um, you know, it's it just like, please just help us stay on the air. That's all I can say. Um, 10% of the money goes to the Lost Boys program, and we help kids in Chicago play baseball on the south side, building our community ever stronger. Um, it's like, I don't know what else to say. If, if, if that's not enough to, to get you to come on or just say, hey, buy each one of us a beer per year for doing this show at the $3 level. If you like the music, $5 level. If you want a free calendar, the $10 level. You know, I, I, I don't know what I don't know what, what else to say to convince you to do it. It's just that if you don't do it, that it it's like, OK, oh, all right. All right, buddy. I guess you don't have a dollar. You know, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. If you'd give a dollar to, like, a dude outside of Jewel who's asking you to help buy a sandwich, you know, then you should give us a dollar to us uh, uh, because we do a lot more than just stand there, you know. So that, that's all I can say. Uh, please just support us. Um, Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Support podcasts. Support music. Support us. And thank you. Here's the show. Their offense, Again. I'll put it up here as I give everybody, everybody can like, that's watching, they can peruse the uh, Phillies offense as I give you some comparative stats about it. Um, they're kind of a middle of the road offensive teams, offensive team, even though they got Bryce Harper with 32 home runs. Um, the Cubs have still hit more home runs than the Phillies. Uh, Phillies are middle of the road on it. Phillies are middle of the road on uh, their OPS. Uh, they have taken eighth most walks. The Cubs are the eighth fewest. Uh, the Cubs have 39 strikeouts more than any other team in baseball right now. Um, that's more. I mean, that's like it's almost like two games worth of strikeouts more <laughs> than any other team. Uh, so uh, Phillies are average in all ways. Both teams are average in stolen bases. And they have have an average amount of runs scored. So that's why they can be 71 and 72, 72 and 71 in an average division and still be in it for the wild card. Um, individually, you know, Bryce Harper is having a great year. He's got an OPS over 1,000 right now, 32 home runs. He's got 32 doubles on the year and a triple. I mean, the guy batting 307, so he's just 421 OBP. Dude is a fucking bomb. Can you imagine if the Cubs had signed him and Chris Bryant at the same time, like how they were supposed to, because they were friends from Las Vegas and he named his dog Wrigley? Can you imagine how awesome that would be? 
Um, yeah, I'm still like I said, I'm still focused on the '69 watch. I'm kind of just <laughs> literally thinking of the math in my head: four wins, fourteen losses. Yeah, it's possible. It's, wins, it's yeah. unfortunately that probably also puts the Cardinals in the uh, playoffs. So, the, yeah, because, sadly, well, all four wins would have to come against the, the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, they would all have to. Which um, is going to be tough to do when you've got the Twins and the Pirates in there. Like, Yeah. So their only other really good hitter, I would say, is Reese Hoskins with uh, 27 dogs on the year. But he's been hurt. Some abdominal thing. And then Gene Segura is pretty good. He's got a two ninety six batting average and a three fifty eight OBP. JT Real Muto has a decent OBP but a lower average. Uh, it's got 14 dogs. But they don't. Besides Harper uh, and McCutcheon, uh, I should mention him. He's got 24 dogs, so he's kind of back to his old pie, kind of power numbers. So that's kind of interesting to see. So they're right there. They're playing for it. You know they're going to be playing hard, but they've been playing terribly, and I think they really miss Hoskins. Um, as far as uh, their pitching goes, uh, their team ERA is right around where the Cubs is. I mean, they've got a uh, 445. And we got a 474 team ERA, both in the bottom third of the league. Um, their bull, uh, the Cubs' bull penis is better. Uh, 423 ERA to their 465, and um, the they've given up the fourth most home runs out of their pen. Cubs sixth most. Cubs have the most walks in the majors, uh, surprising nobody, g- given what just happened in the <laughs> that middle game of this uh, last series. Um, the uh, Phillies are average. The Cubs have the second most strikeouts now. The Phillies have average strikeouts, and I'll put up their numbers here. And you know, but sw- besides Ranger Suarez, who's actually starting against uh the the Cubs in this series, they don't really have. Uh, they've got a bunch of kind of like middle of the road relievers that are taking up most of their uh. Their innings, Hector Neris, Connor Brogdon, Jose Alvarado, and Archie Bradley, um, Sam Coonrod, they're all in the threes ERA. So I feel like they're like guys that either shut you down that day or suck. Like there's no, you know, there's no middle of the ground. They all have, you know, middle three ERAs. Coonrod, could you see Coonrod and Coondog maybe in the booth? In the future, yeah, Coon, it's the it's the Coonrod Coon Dog Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there has to be a howl in there, even though it's that's not a ra- a hound dog like coming for the raccoon, you know. So, um, so then uh, defensively, uh, the, the I think they've been hurt uh, by the errors, fifth most errors in the majors. Uh, the Cubs are better than league average, but pretty average. The Cubs still have a 694 defensive efficiency ratio, which nice. is better than the uh, Phillies, which is 658, which is really bad. Um, both are below average, uh, league average. And uh, the Cubs, they haven't been throwing runners out this year, and the Phillies are just about average in that department. So they're kind of a really average team that has a chance. Like on paper – they're more average than some of the other teams that they're going up against. You know, like uh, I would say, I mean, I don't know. Would you say, I mean, they seem, the Mets seem better. 
they seem like they have the better pitching. They seem like they've they made the better moves at the break. Uh, we're we're seeing um, Kyle Gibson, who they got from the Rangers at the trade deadline as their pitcher, to kind of help out their starters to have something to go into the playoffs with. But they didn't do shit. I don't know if they've got enough. I don't know if any of these teams have enough to a beat the Dodgers, except for the stupid Cardinals. Yeah, but I was just while, – while you were talking, I was looking at the Cardinals' schedule. I wanted to see what that looked like. They've still got uh, seven games against the Brewers, three games against the Padres, and then, whatever, six games against the Cubs. And yeah, Well, they can make hay, though, in those games, though. Like, they have a chance to play I, well, the Padres. I, but I, I feel like the Cubs and the Cardinals are always going to be – you know, they're going to – battle it out i don't think they're good enough to go up against the brewers and you know padres they could make some padres are just like the walking wounded they just cannot catch a break i mean like when you when you got to sit there and and some of the guys that they're just signing they're basically picking people off the street like hey can you throw a baseball yeah jake arietta they they had jake didn't they have tyler chatwood too or no yeah no they did they did yeah they're going to uh I don't know. Yeah, the, I mean, the Padres, it's going to be tough, but they are a better team in general. Um, I don't yeah. know. And the Cubs, you, you know, it's not like you can just walk in. The Cubs and the Cardinals, one's terrible, one's in first place. It doesn't mean anything because when it's a rivalry, it ends up being just all over the place. And unless the Brewers are on cruise control, and are just like, we're far enough ahead, we don't even have to worry about the Cardinals, I don't think that's going to happen. They hate the Cardinals as much as we do, yeah. right? So, you know, they're going to bring it. Everybody hates the Cardinals. Everybody hates the Cardinals. Um, yeah, and uh, if you're going to go to any of these games in Philadelphia or any game that you're buying tickets to, please use our StubHub link at sunranto.com slash StubHub if you just – Click on the ad. Make sure your ad blocker is off. And then you click on our StubHub link and you buy a ticket to any game or concert. Guns N' Roses coming up this Thursday. Oh, yeah. We're always going there. down to that. Woo! Yeah, so take take the Sun Ranto Show to Paradise City and uh, give us 1% of your uh, purchase price. doesn't cost you another dime. Just go to sunranto.com slash StubHub. Is, click the link. Is Buckethead still in Guns N' Roses? No. That's the last time I clocked Guns N' Roses. I think Buckethead was in that band. No, nah, man. Slash is, is is tearing it up. Oh, Slash is back? It's not the Buckethead? It's, it's Axel, and it's Slash, and it's Duff McKagan. Oh, oh it's crazy. like the original lineup. Yes. No Izzy Stratlin, and no uh, Matt Sorum was the drummer for the last couple albums. but Yeah. So uh, I I don't really have a scavenger hunt, but I'm still giving away the uh, Craig Kimbrell Grow a Beard. You guys have one for Philadelphia with something people can do? Yeah. Send a picture to Sunranto uh, Twitter of you doing a Rocky pose somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. see, I thought you were going to say send a picture to the Sunranto Twitter of you holding a bell and smoking crack. that's our post show so um the weather is going to be pretty nice for the first two games although hot they're at night but it's it's kind of uh what i think they're at 6 40 uh so or six o'clock right six o'clock on both games and then five o'clock on thursday for a little bit of an earlier start 
no 90, 89, and then 83, but looks like they might be some thunderstorms on Thursday. So hopefully one of these games doesn't get banged, uh, but it could. Uh, game one, Adrian Sampson, 0 and 2 with the 220. Uh, I'm going to put up his games real quick. Uh, you know, he's, they're letting him, they let him start the last time, and it went pretty well against Cincinnati, even though that's the game they lost. He gave up two runs on six hits. He only struck out two. The, they were both solo home runs, but he went five. So, but it's been decent. And, you know, he only had one rough outing where he gave up four runs. Only one was earned against the White Sox. And, um, you know, so it's like this guy, they're giving him a chance. We're going to see what we get. I mean, I here's a dude I wasn't clocking as much as maybe somebody like a Justin Steele. So, um, the only guy I'd seen Samson is Gene Segura. He's two for three off of him. But that's nothing. Um, and then uh, Kyle Gibson, who they got from the Rangers at the trade deadline, spent a bunch of years with Minnesota. He got traded to the Phillies. And uh, they might wish they didn't have him. He gave up eight runs the other day against Miami. He gave up three runs against Milwaukee. He's really um, – he's but he's had a couple decent starts for him when they first got traded over. So I, he's just – he's there to eat some innings, I guess, and try to get them – towards the 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 playoffs but he's 10 and 6 with a 328 um here's what the cubs have done against him chirinos has seen him the most and he's four for six so maybe he gets to start in this one and then it's funny jose lobatone was listed i'm like is jose lobatone on this team i don't think he is he was kind of well technically he's uh <laughs> he's on the injured list yeah um but no, nobody else has really done anything against him at all in the any time that they've seen him. So in very few at bats. Uh game two, Alec Mills is gonna go out there. He's six and six with a four thirty-five against lefty Ranger Suarez, who's six and four with a one thirty-eight ERA. It's Roberto Clemente Day. So I think that might mean that everybody's wearing what number 21? was Clemente? Twenty one, yeah. So uh here's Alec Mills's month, uh or last couple of starts there he was real he's like every other start he's awesome and i got bad news for you he was really awesome in his last start he only gave up <laughs> one run it was a home run on four hits that was against cincinnati um the time before that he gave up five against pittsburgh cubs won anyway but he gave up three home runs and he wasn't very good uh here's what the phils have done against uh alec mills nobody has more than six at bats against him but Harper, Real Muto, and McCutcheon have home runs against them, and collectively they have an 818 OPS against him. Um, so Bryce Harper is three for five. Maybe just walk Bryce Harper, Alec Mills. He likes hitting off of you. And then um, we got uh, Ranger, Ranger Suarez, and uh, he's been really good. I mean, look at these numbers. He was pitching out of the pen. He even closed a few games for him. He's got some saves under his belt this year. Last time he went out there against Colorado, he gave up one run on five hits. He went six. He struck out six. Time before, he gave up no runs on two hits against Miami. He's just, that's pretty much his M.O. He hasn't given up more than one run since August 18th. So that's a nearly a month now, guys. So he's been really good for him. Um and uh, the only thing uh, that the Cubs have done against Ranger Suarez is uh, Chirinos has a double. 
he's one for two, and everybody else has only one at bat against him. It was in, in out of relief the last time we faced the Phillies. And uh, last game is going to be Kyle Hendricks, 14 and six with a 454 against Tittle Baron Dinglehofer. They don't know Tittle who they're Baron. Going. Yep, TBD is going out there. And Kyle, finally, Kyle righted the ship. He was really bad for a whole month. He had four shitty starts in a row. And then he was good against San Francisco, where he went six innings, one run baseball. That was a cheap run that they got. And he went 104 pitches, and then the bullpen blew it, and the Cubs didn't score. And that was the end of that. And Kyle gets a no decision, I believe. No, he took the loss, I guess. Because why does he get the loss in that? No, he didn't, right? No. No, he didn't. No, the, the was result not. was an L. He did not yeah, get he L. did not get the loss. Yeah, so last time he gave up six runs against Pittsburgh, but maybe he righted the ship. He got used to some of the new guys, and he's happy now. So, And here's what the Phillies have done against him. Andrew McCutcheon's seen him the most. He doesn't like it. He's batting 179. He's got a 412 OPS. Guess what? Bryce Harper has a home run. <laughs> that should surprise <laughs> nobody. But, you know, they don't do very well off him collectively. Uh, they only have a 569 OPS. Nice. And um, only two home runs, and Reese Hoskins has one of them, and he's not going to be in there. I did want to mention this. You remember Brad Miller? Brad. Brad. Remember Brad? <laughs> and it, like Brad. when he was with the Cardinals, and then he was with the Brewers. Like he's been with basically been with every team we've hated, and yeah. every time he fucking blows the fucking Cubs, the Kingdom Come. Well, guess what? He's on the fucking Phillies. So, yeah, have fun with that. Um, shall we check, check our, uh, temperatures for this, uh, series today? We're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. Does she kind of remind you of like a Picasso? <laughs> like like everything's like kind of like off centered. It's like, <laughs> like her face is just like off centered, but it's like, I was looking at it. I was like, what the hell's going on with this woman's face? Yeah. Some people just aren't proportional. That's just how it works in life. <laughs> Some people just hate proportional. <laughs> There's the title of the show. Let me write that down. Some people aren't proportional. Um, I don't know. I, I could see the Cubs just losing all three of these fuckers. I really could. You go out on the road. You get a day off. You know, they go sightseeing. See the Liberty Bell. I am going to go. Smoke crack and ring bells. I'm going to go. Cubs take the series two to one. I have uh-huh. the Phillies are reeling, and all of a sudden they're going to come into this, and they're going to say, we're going to kick these guys. They suck. And all of a sudden they're going to be pressing, and the Cubs will take advantage. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Like, you know, they were just – they did just have that happen to them. Yeah, but and you, I think it continues. That's so, something the Mets do. I don't know if the Phillies do shit like that. Yeah, right. Crawley, you realize they win two games right now this – this week, then they can only win two more the rest of the season. That's where you're going with this. You got to know. I'm just season here. It's 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 as disappointing as it is. I see (laughs) that is the temperature I have, and it's not that the Cubs are great. I have a feeling that the Phillies are about to choke it right here. All right, all right. He's calling for the choke in the Philly. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm looking up a dime. I think we get our asses whipped by Suarez, and I okay. think Alec Mills has a bad game. Uh, I, I think our only hope 
for a win here is uh, Kyle Hendricks. And then, you know, it, that game could get rained out. So. I I think that the uh, the Cubs probably lose all three, all of it, coming in the bullpen. Just the bullpen just eating shit. Just, I, I feel like the bullpen is, is, uh, is feeling real bad after that last series. I don't Our bullpen is terrible. We haven't We've, seen that one in a while. Yeah, we, yeah, I was kind of looking through like the videos that I had uploaded. I'm like, oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> We got Cub Fashions. Remember when we did those? When we had oh, people, yeah. people, uh, <laughs> you know, tell us their deep, deepest, darkest Cub seekers. We've had a couple of those, like uh, already. Just I b- believe that you know the trading of all of our favorite players has brought out the worst in some of us. In fact, <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, I, I do. I, I got the Cubs getting swept. What do you have? I, I, I also similar. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So announcements, uh, we do have the tailgate. Uh, there are six tickets left. If, uh, if you know anybody who wants to tag along for this, I know that at least unless Stuart got rid of any more of them, uh, where there's only six left. And if you would like to come, just let me know and I can kind of put that in action. I want to let Stuart know that it would happen, but there are, uh, six tickets left, left there, 50 bucks. And that includes, and then let me just tell you a little bit about some of the information that we've gotten. Is that um, it, we're, what we're going to do is burgers, brats, dogs, chips. Just an old-fashioned tailgate. Yeah, no old-fashioned tailgate, nothing fancy. If you want anything else besides – there's going to be beer, Club 400 beer, provided he's going to get a keg and maybe some cans of it uh, just for safety, and also uh, waters and pops if you don't drink. And then uh, uh, and if – do you want anything else than that? Do you want to bring some booze, some mixers? Fine. Just bring it up for me. <laughs> bring it up to share. And then um, what else about it? Oh, yeah, parking. So uh, here's the information I got. Uh, it's that what you want to do, this is a little different. There's a couple entrances to get into Miller Park. Where we're going to be is, and I'll show you on this map. I know some of the podcast listeners aren't, you know, I'll try to describe this. It's to the southeast of the stadium. Okay. There's oh, it's a, across the highway. It's across the highway. So on the other side where you're probably used to, where other places, if you've been to Miller Park before, you're usually go, you know, a, a lot of times you'll go in on the other side and you'll park on the other side of the stadium, which is on the home plate side. This is kind of more near the outfield side and a little bit more removed. Yeah, so down you, the left field line, if you're looking at the ballpark. So if you're in the if if you're listening to podcast. Down the left field line, all the way out in those. Yeah, and lines. and specifically where you're going to want to follow is you enter on the Blue Mound and 44th Street entrance entrance near the Euchre and Yunt parking lots. And you can't uh, forget Bob Euchre. Yeah, Euchre, and I'm, I'm going to swing in here. If you can see on this diagram, uh, this is kind of our area. We are. Do you see that T right in the middle there? That's, uh, you know, right by the bus parking and some pavilions. They've got us over there because we've got basically two full tailgating grids and a hundred of us. So it's going to be a lot of people. You pretty much can't miss us. Just come into the Yaunt Euchre area off of 
44th and Blue Mound. If you can figure out how to do that on your maps, that's going to be the best way to get in there. Um, and I look forward to seeing everybody. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, you do have to pay for your own parking. So that's, you know, unless you're, you know, I know, Michael's. you said you're going to, you're going to take a shuttle in, right? Or a, a Uber. You're going to, yeah, Uber I'm gonna, we're, we're probably going to do like a cab. Our, our hotel is like five miles away. So, yeah. So you, you, but the, I also, I know that there's, uh, shuttles that go from a couple of different bars on Blue Mound Road. If you don't want to pay for parking, you can, there's a bunch of different bars on Blue Mound where they've, you know, Kelly's sports bar and whatnot. There's a bunch of them and they all got shuttles. Then you have to pay the 15, 20 bucks, whatever it costs to park. But if you do want to park and come tailgate, you know, you can come tailgate over by us and there's parking available. Um, Anything else to add about the – oh, Bleacher Bum Band's going to kind of play. We're going to go kind of acoustic and uh, play a few. I'm, I'm going to bring – yeah, I figured we'd pass the guitar around, you know what I mean? Like, maybe I'll bring, like, Beatles fake book and have some sing-along kind of action. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, that's more fun than just like, hey, guys, listen to my songs for the millionth time. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So – just, just a thought. So, if you well, it, bring, it's more fun for you, maybe, Danny. For the rest of us, yeah, that we, sounds we're frightening. Sick of it. Yeah, we're sick of it. Hey, and if I start to sing, that. everybody hates it. Yeah. Oh, I know how to play Africa. I always think of the gremlins. Yeah, it totally is a gremlin. Uh, Bleacher Bum Band, the tickets are on sale September 25th. Uh, you know, we've gone bargain basement just like Cubs tickets. We're only charging five bucks to get in now. And I can say, uh, I don't know this for a fact. I'm going to drop the link in the chat um, right now. You can just go to gmantavern.com forward slash event. Uh, the Bleacher Bum Band. Uh, I don't know. Just c- click on events and then click on Bleacher Bum Band. But that's September 25th. Uh, we did. I talked to Ryan Dempster the other day and I said, Ryan, Bleacher Bum Band's playing on the 25th. And he's like, awesome. And I go, if you come, I'll play your song. You know, thanks for plunking A Rod. He's like, that'd be awesome. And then I know Bleacher Jeff is working on like kind of getting a couple of the guys from the bullpen, like, Mike Borzello and Chad Noble that who they've seen us before. So they, they know they have fun drinking at G man after a game. And so they may come. That's just another incentive to maybe show up. Like maybe fucking Mike Borzello will be there. And, but you know, that would be another reason to come see us. You could come watch a band with the Cubs bullpen coach. That'd be fun. So, uh, and then our green rooms, which we usually do on Tuesday, um, Spotify green room, which is an app that we go live on every Tuesday at six. We're switching that now. We're going to do it Thursdays at eight o'clock instead for at least the next five weeks. Cause Crawley's got something else to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, come on and join us on the Spotify green room app at 8 PM instead of uh, on Thursdays and you know, that'll be right after the game or right around the end of the game this next Thursday. And then I believe some of the other ones, it's an off day. So let's have a conversation and that will basically replace our midweek show at this point, you know, because let's fucking face it. Like 
there ain't nothing to really preview <laughs> from here on in. I mean, I'll still give you the previews and shit and tell you who's pitching, but like, seriously, seriously, do we have to keep up with sh- this charade podcast listeners? <laughs> that, that anybody gives a shit about, you know, fucking Robinson Chirinos's two at bats against Ooh. Ranger Suarez. Like, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really riveting theater <laughs> any longer. There's nothing, there's nothing to look at because nobody's faced anybody. Right. Everybody's you know, brand new. Yeah, the most at bats anybody has against anybody is like Andrew McCutcheon against Kyle Hendricks at this point. You know, it's all we got to look at. You know, even that's not exciting. So, um, so anyway, oh yeah, Bernie asks, uh, do we get our tailgate tickets when we come into the parking lot central? Yeah, you get you can you can actually buy them ahead of time from the brewers. It might actually be cheaper than buying them day of if you buy your tailgate. Your parking ticket, I should say. Your ticket to park. It's not a ticket to tailgate. It's a ticket just to park, and that is the same as a ticket to tailgate. You'll get your ticket to the game from us at the tailgate. So we Correct. have them all. They are hard tickets, thank God, because I don't see any. The Cubs don't do that. How annoying is that? You have to, and neither did the Royals when we went. Remember uh, when Michael and I went with the Lost Boys? Most teams do not do hard tickets anymore. It's so annoying. We had to sit there, and she had to sit there as 100 tickets got scanned through. One, two, three. It was off. Yeah, and, and they had to line us up in groups of 10. Usually they try to do group tickets still that way, uh, to have the hard tickets for group tickets. But in general, like, it's hard to find. Like, even the Dodgers for years, like, that's why nobody, like, I have, even though I didn't go to the games, I have ticket stubs from the Cubs giants in 2016, but the Dodgers at that time weren't doing hard tickets. Yeah. They were yeah. all the stupid paper ones. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they'll print out little bullshits. Yeah. No, I got some of both of that. In fact, my game seven world series ticket is a stupid printout from the Indians. <laughs> you know? It's like, I got, I don't, I had fucking Tom Rick inside it. So now it's worth even less to me. Oh my god! That'll stick with us next year. That'll be in. That'll be given away to some poor sap. I don't know. That's you know. I (laughs) I I I always like things that are less than useless. You know, I had a great idea of like something I want to do in retirement, which is maybe open up a museum called the Museum of Useless Shit. You know, or the Museum of Stupid Shit, and like all all the like the dumbest stuff that anybody ever made, like. Um, I don't know if you saw me put out um, the nine eleven flip flops that I own. <laughs> Did you see it? I, I have like shown it here. Oh yeah, let me grab them real quick. I'll show them to you. Yeah, Only they, on the uh, Sun Ranto show will you find this type of riveting oh content. Yeah. Dude, just, so so shortly after, you know, all of a sudden there's shirts and everything, hats with nine eleven, and they're never forgetting all this shit. So I there was this like thrift store, this church thrift store, and there's. And they had like some new shit in there too. Sometimes not just thrift stuff. They would sell shit like this, like little fucking garbage flip flops and whatnot. And this, somebody made these world trade center, American flag, WTC flip flops. And I, and when I saw them, you know, I bought them for a dollar or two and I got, cause there's, they were the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, I'm like, and this all I have, I, you know, this is my memento. I used to have a Y2K hat. But I gave it to my neighbor across the street. You know, those were because she got it's light, it was, it was a, working. No, it was it was a it was a knit hat, and she got locked out of her house. 
It was, it was like a warm winter Y2K hat. And it was a, and my neighbor got locked out and she didn't have a coat or anything. So I would gave her a coat and I gave her a hat and I, I got my coat back, but I never got that hat. So, you could have just uh, let her chill at your place for a little bit. Nah, nah, that couldn't happen. Next. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know her that well. Okay. Like, Here's the hat. Here's the hat. Your roommate will be home soon. Um, <laughs> so, uh, TFCs, I guess. Let's pinch off this episode handsomely. Yeah, I, I have three of them. Okay, you go first. I only got two. Okay. Ooh, but I got to find them. All right, I'll, I'll, go. I'll jump in really right, quick right, here. This is one that did made me laugh. Did you guys delete my, my TFCs? I did not. I, I had might TFCs. Have, I- I, I, might I have, put I, in TFCs this afternoon. Oh, you did? I thought they were old ones. So, I, yeah, I did delete God them. God damn you. Put, All right, I'll get them. In? Yeah, get yeah them I'll, I'll, I'll get it while you guys are doing yours. Right. Sorry. TFC, Nisei. Uh, you could see the video board at Wrigley Field. There's an American flag, so this was clearly 9-11, I think. But uh, in, the, in front of the flag is a guy wearing a Nisei T-shirt. And so <laughs> Joe Licker writes, the Nisei Lounge marketing budget going big today. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, ever since Chicago Party Ant got her own uh, animated show, uh, the, you know, uh, maybe maybe that could be all part of it. Oh yeah. So they, they're getting they're getting that sweet Netflix money now. Um, I, I, I was so amazed by that. I I don't know if it's going to be any good, but I will watch some of it. Yeah, I will too. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, uh, where's mine? Oh, here, here's one I got. This one is from Lord of Thunder on Twitter. Uh, he tweeted out his, uh, well, he is having some correspondence with one of the season ticket reps uh, who's trying to get him to buy season tickets. He, despite being like, I saw like the earlier of this, he was like number 50,000 on the list, and now he finally gets his call, and he turned down the tickets. And so here's what the Cubs sent to me. They said, I completely understand where you're coming from. I do believe we will be active in free agency this offseason, and we will have superstars back in Chicago over the last five years. We have actually been in a top – they actually lead him. We will have yeah. actually been in a top five spend in payroll and MLB. I love your passion. I'm excited for the journey of this new team. There will be other Bryants, Rizzos, and Biases. Let me know if you Ooh. change your mind at all. Best, blah, blah, blah. I didn't conclude his name because I don't want to get him fired. Yeah. So then Lord of Thunder says, the bullshit machine from Cubs ticket sales reps is impressive. Motherfucker, motherfuckers actually tried to well actually be about Cubs spending. Dude, that's- All right. I just took a look yeah. at the last name. It wasn't my ticket rep. What what I love about this is uh, Kaplan, uh, Gordo, literally everybody in the world has been trying to figure out all the podcasts, all the fucking Twitter people. We've all been trying to figure out whether or not the Cubs are going to spend in the offseason. Apparently, the fucking season ticket reps are the people to talk to because they know right away. They're like, yeah, it's going to be fine. We're going to fucking yeah. spend a bunch this year. Like, what? We're getting all three of them back. Yeah, getting them all back. We're going to have so, and more. This was <laughs> kind of funny. Ones. I don't know if it's funny as much, but John Heyman kind of snapped back a little bit here. Uh New York Mets, effective today, guests 12 years and older will be required to show proof of receipt of at least one dose of a COVID-19 in order to enter or dine in the at City Field indoor restaurants. John Heyman writes, does this go for their players too? <laughs> Boom. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Wow. Let me, okay, let me jump in here. Uh, I've got mine in now. So, uh, Discipio, this is the San Francisco Giants tweet out the pictures of KB getting his uh, number and the flag and all that. A warm welcome back for KB. Discipio says, I'm sure Chris was super excited that Crane was there to help present him with a wrinkly flag. And by the way, anybody who hasn't seen this, it is a brand spanking new 2016 flag. Like they have the banners. They absolutely just unfolded it just now. It's really then, uh, But I love what Jay Free has to say. I'm just surprised they extended it. Oh, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, what's he supposed to do with that fucking flag? Yeah, well, and I, I pointed out like, yeah, Chris didn't want the fucking one that was actually flying above Wrigley. They couldn't have pulled that one down and put a new one up there, like an actual Wrigley flag. No, here's the fucking brand new chintzy one that we just bought. Fucking took eight months to get here from China. China. <laughs> I was waiting for it. It sounded like Trump there. China. <laughs> um, I guess I'm next. Here's my last one. Um, uh, Slump Buster uh, re- was replying to me uh, about that flag and uh, and uh, th- that you were just talking about. He said, he said, they're trying to save money. They lost so much money to COVID last year. Bet they made KB pay for the flag and number from the scoreboard. <laughs> I actually replied to him that I think they took it out of his last check. <laughs> that would be amazing. I wouldn't notice the, that $84 or whatever it cost. I'm going with the Discipio theme here. Uh, I hope the giant horse massacre torque penderloin says i hope the giants offer him an extension at home plate and he signs it in blood and gets a giants tattoo and everyone has to watch <laughs> i'm i'm following horse massacre now horse massacre has got great stuff yeah and so Dezipio says during the tribute video scott boris is going to crash his maserati through the surf stores under the right field family section screech to a halt in front of chris hop out and hand him his new contract the Cubs will counter by extending David Bodie six more years. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have that uh, man till his beard looks like ZZ top. Yeah. Oh, uh, so. okay. So my next one here comes from, uh, this has to do with Javi Baez. This is talking about Javi Baez and the numbers that I was putting up there earlier. And, uh, Henry Karpinski says, I completely agree. He's great. Also a shithead. I'd love to see him gone. <laughs> so that is a that's a that's a Mets TFC Mets, right there. Very Metsy, yeah. So is that it? Is that everything I got, that we got, man? I got one more. This is the last one. And I will say that this one I think is the epitome of a lot of Cubs fandom. Courtney loves Ian Happ, says so if Rizzo, Bryant, or Baez were to come back, what would happen to the guys playing now? <laughs> and that is that's Cubs fans right there. They want they want their guys to come back. They love those guys, but they're also so in love with thirty year old rookies. They're like, but I'm not sure where we'd put them. Yeah. <laughs> but Frank Schwindel, what would become of him? I know we can't we can't let Frank go. Who cares? We got Rizzo back. 
Well, I know what KB thinks. I don't give a shit. How about that? <laughs> How about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> well, as uh, David Kaplan would say, Bukog or go Cubs backwards. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a, Love it. That will always be funny. It's a, <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> well, I feel like uh, we're gonna have to get back into a a Cubs time machine. So let's let's end with that one. I've been digging let's, this one. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Spagog, Spagog, everybody. Spagog. I had a vision just the other day That I traveled back to 1908 The last year the Cubbies went all the way Made a decision that I never want to come back again I'll miss you all but this place is heaven Cause here the Cubbies are the champions in that time machine Saying goodbye to my old life Staring at a screen Unless the best damn Cubs team I ever seen Can't finally win it all in 2016 And Overall's pitching Damn I had hoped to see Three Finger Brown Knows how to throw and mow the batters down At least I can't afford the tickets now Wow, oh wow And I'm not getting back in that time machine I'll drive a Model T Ford on 10 cent gasoline Unless the best Team I ever seen can finally win it all in 2016. I am not kidding. Watching Chicago win the World Series I'm not getting back in that time machine I'll root for Ed Rubach and Johnny Kling Unless the best damn Cubs team i ever seen Can finally win it all in 2016 And I'm not getting back in that time machine Here they don't call it a drop, they call it a latrine
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.